Welcome to another edition of Maths, Maths, and Ma'am. I am your host, Justin Harvey, a.k.a. The Outlaw, L.A. Red. I'm bringing it back, bringing back my old handle, The Outlaw, L.A. Red. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at JustinHarvey75. Uh, guess who's here this week? Oh, you can find the whole show on Twitter, at MMMShow75 on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook. I don't know how, but you can find us. I think it's like... just forward slash mass or MMM show or something. Anyway, um, we have t-shirts. We have a new t-shirt. It's not this one. It's not this one. There's a new one. This is limited edition. These are gone. I don't even know if Byron ever got his, but um, coming up soon, stay tuned. I'm going to give you a special code only for people who are listening to this episode, to this show right now to get a discount on the new MMM show shirt. But Casey Nielsen is back, so it's cause for celebration. Hey! Um, what's up, Casey? Talk to me, brother. Muted. I'm muted. There. Okay. I was trying to unmute Byron, but I muted you by accident instead. What's oh, up, brother? You, Byron, it's all good. Um, yeah, I've been taking tests. I don't have a test this week, so I get to see Star Wars tomorrow. Fucking excited. Not seeing it tonight because I care about our listeners, and I'm doing the podcast right now. You're fucking welcome, people. Some people are, are watching the movie and unavailable for podcasting tonight. Yeah. Where are you, Byron? Why is your room all pink? It's not my room. It's someone nice, else's room. Nice doilies, bro. This is... Uh, I'm, I'm shooting, something a little strange about Byron. I'm shooting uh, time lapses right now of stars passing over the, the house that we're renovating. So I'm in the house in one of the rooms that won't yeah. exist at some point. Should come here and time lapse it being rainy as fuck. I saw the moonrise out of the ocean. It was incredible. It's not really in the ocean, dude. It's in space. You know, there's the ocean because I'm on the beach and there's some clouds and a big, big, like clay, orangish red clay looking moon just rising up and it's moving so fast. Like you can just see it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. That, it was that magical. sounds fake. Do you think the earl the Earth is flat, or you do you subscribe to the uh, hollow Earth theory like J Man? No, I'm not saying that it was. Um, hold on, I got an email from YouTube. Oh, my favorite podcast is live now. I'm going. Oh, it's a picture of Casey. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I said J Man. I actually meant uh, Twitwow's Jasper Meltzer. Yeah, exactly. Jasper Meltzer. Yeah, that's J that's what the that's J stands for. Dude, we got a thumbs down already. <laughs> Great. Awesome. awesome. We're getting heel heat. Nice. Um, I hope it's that piece of shit W. You guys didn't call him a piece of shit while I wasn't here, huh? He's had like a whole like month or something without being I don't even think he was here, dude. His his old lady doesn't let him come out late at night. It's past his bedtime. I'm not sure she's a real person. I'm just saying. She's a real person. She has her own Twitter account. A real person as to him playing two different people? Is, a, is that like my song <laughs> being a real person? That's impossible. Hey, look, I got to start the show off the right way. Well, actually, the wrong way. Um, you I'd guys didn't say your handle. Nah, I didn't even get you. I gave you so much time. I gave you like 10 minutes to introduce yourself, and you didn't avail yourself of. of you guys wanted uh, to talk about my room. 
Nah, he wanted so, to talk anyway. about the moon and shit instead of fucking ads and hashtags. I don't mind you, bro. Listen, we gotta we gotta have a moment of silence for the thick one, for the the man, Alan Thick. I mean, yeah. And look, he died like a true comedian. It says in my notes, playing hockey. Oh wait, that's supposed to say Canadian. Canadian. He died like a oh, true that's Canadian. My hockey game back home. I play hockey with Alan Thick sometimes. Right. So we blame you, right? I wasn't there. I wasn't there. You can't blame me. But you love hockey. If people like you didn't love hockey so much, Alan Thicke would still be with us, dude. He would play on his own time. It sucks because he he was playing with his son, and his son was in the ambulance with him. Oh, that sucks, man. But, yeah, it sucks. My friends were there at the ice at the rink. That is so jacked up. Um, uh, I also have the same agent as him. My agent Fabian was Alan's agent and was very good friends with him. So, uh, you know, yeah. shout out to Fabian and, and hopefully, uh, you know, you're taking it in stride. And I mean, it's a very unfortunate. He's only 69, dude. Yeah. yeah I, and I mean, I met him when I was for like those years, years old. He was like the nicest fucking guy in the world, too. Yeah. Was that, you met him, Case? Yeah. Yeah. I met him. Uh, I, I used to go to boxing a lot at the country club in Reseda. And this one time I went, there were just so many fucking celebrities there. It was insane. I met, this is all the same night, Alan Thicke, uh, George Went, Michael Keaton, but before he was Batman, he was still Mr. Mom at that point. Uh, fucking wow. Mr. T. I got ambulances in the back, sorry. Fucking Tony Danza. Fucking who's the boss? Now, and- look, but Growing Pains to me is not Alan Thicke's major contribution to the world. I Personally... Um, I think he gave us all the best things in life. He gave us Robin Thick. He gave us unusually thick his reality show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also gave us the theme songs to Different Strokes and Facts of Life. Byron's favorite show of all time, dude. He wrote the theme song to Different Strokes and Facts of Life. Do you know how huge that is? I mean, those songs are stuck in my head right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, Facts of Life was Byron's favorite show growing up, which is why he always has Joe's haircut. What's wrong with watching that show? Nothing. I just said you you look like an old Nancy McKeon. <laughs> That's you know, how do you know you, you don't you don't even know what Byron? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the Facts of Life. Yeah, no, that was, that was, I just want to point out though that we're getting record numbers record levels of thumbs downs now that casey's back we've never Not had this many before wouldn't record numbers be one we've had this many before we've had the three th- uh, one thumbs down before mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it's Byron. i think that's the but, worst yeah. i've ever gotten yeah look, i don't I, care man there's no such thing as bad heat look i'll take it man it's like it's like celebrity apprentice level heat I think just because everyone's hating on it doesn't mean people aren't watching. I thought I'll say this though: Russia is definitely watching, and they better watch because they're we're starting war with them tomorrow, and I want them to know not to fuck with the MMM show. We're start. Wait, wait, me, you, and Casey are starting war with Russia. No, I thought Russia was on America. our side now. America is going to start war with Russia tomorrow. Obama has a press We're conference. Start war with Russia? They just elected our president. They're like I know, our friends Obama's now. Why would start- we start war with them? He's going to declare war at a press conference tomorrow. Then he's going on vacation. <laughs> and Trump's going to have to tweet himself out of it. 
You're, this all this news you have is outdated, Byron. The Cold War is over. Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes are totally bros. You know, <laughs> dude, you apparently haven't been watching Rusev on Raw. Then, oh, what's he doing? The same gimmick that every Russian and Eastern European has done in wrestling for the last forty years. Dang Did you see this savage tweet about? I'm sorry, was that a shoot? I'm sorry. Did you see him what? tweet at Zack Ryder that he's missing Star Wars not because of his knee surgery, but because he's not a real Star Wars fan, and that he'll send him the Blu-ray tomorrow? <laughs> Fucking amazing. He, he I is. hope he sends him the one where, where Han did not shoot first. Oh. Oh. Uh, never Russo, though, is, he's one of my favorites. He's great in a ring, and he's also great doing his character, but he's just – he's witty. He's smart. And, and he, he's, uh, he's freaking hilarious. Playing video games with Xavier Woods on Up Up Down Down. Also, you watch Up Up Down Down. Up Up Down Down. Casey, you were know, you were you offended by their black uh, black excellence tweet? I uh, was not offended. I do not like WWE. Um, sorry. Right now. So that would keep you from being offended? You know, like if they brought The Undertaker back, I would be offended that he wasn't a champion in the picture. So I would technically be offended because if The Undertaker's Undertaker back, did come back this week. Undertaker came back on uh, Lucha Underground as a giant snake. He looks in great shape. Uh, let's not say things about The Undertaker that we can't. Let's, let's not call him <laughs> a fucking crowbar. The Undertaker oh, come on. is not The Undertaker. Undersnaker is awesome. Luchasaurus. How did we how did we get stuck with the Luchasaurus chant when Undersnaker was so much better? Because the 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 person who came up with it on Twitter and I forget who it was was not at the temple at the time. Willie Mack was at the temple. What? It was Willie Mack. Was it Willie Mack that said Undersnaker first? Okay, he was at the temple, damn it. I'm just saying, dude, that Luchasaurus thing that caught like wildfire that day. Wildfire. Yeah. Like fucking Tommy Rich. I heard he peroxided his balls once. But good um, lord. Tommy Why? Rich, not the Luchasaurus. Uh, I don't know, okay. dude. Luchasaurus hasn't. Why would anyone tell okay. anyone a story about peroxiding their balls unless they did it? So here's the thing that you, you, you've been patiently waiting for if you want to buy an MMM show shirt. Though, you should write this down and not necessarily like do it right in the middle of the show when you should be paying attention to what we're saying. But if you feel so inclined, go buy a shirt. It's a cool shirt. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of on a gray thing this time. And there's girl shirts this time too. So um, Veronica, if you're watching for any reason, there is a girl shirt this time. I apologize that we didn't do the one last time. I didn't know exactly what i was doing and i could have done one but i did one this time there's also a coffee mug this time i don't know if you guys have seen that yet there's a coffee mug and there's a sticker um so you go to teespring.com forward slash mmm show blast one is this shirt um and for a limited time only you can't get this shirt after christmas after christmas the shirt is gone i don't know if we're ever uh -huh. going to do the black one again no no jews allowed except what Surprise. Christmas is just a time frame, dude. No Jews allowed for the shirt, right, Justin? That's why he did that. No, no, no. I'm, that's just a day. I, I just want to say for the people. Okay, that, fine. It won't uh, be available after December twenty. <laughs> um, Jesus. 
You can't even let what? me get through the promo so we can get to the rest of the show. Do you and I have the show the official podcast of the alt right? Oh God, you're a horrible human being. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't I completely mean lost my train of thought. I'm trying to give a discount on the damn shirts to. I to know, and I'm Lord. trying to derail everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deadhead. Want to okay. pay full price, bro? That's more money. Well, Byron, why don't you keep talking so that you miss the discount code and so that you go and pay full price? I'm trying to save us 10% that we're going to give back to the fans. So right. So the we're... secret code put in promo code SMANGRY. That's S M A G R Y, just for Casey. Uh, the promo no. code is SMANGRY. You just hooving to. The Smangry, bro. You said Smangry. Smangry. S M A N G R Y. Oh, there's an N in there. I just opened G U B E R B U G B. Yeah, that's that sounds like an. That's the juicy one. Yeah, that sounds like Last Real Heels also. Uh, Not that I ever listened to that show, so I don't know. Uh, Whatever. I think Urban. Did his uh, handle as one seven eight last time? Urban was way too sober to do his handle on their last. Is that what was wrong? Well, they're talking about me, but this flask does not have water in it. You know, we got to talk about Urban a little bit because um, I gave him a Dracunyan. Homeboy gave me a piece of shit. Fucking uh, oh, dude, it's it's something with mochismo. Come on, I already had three mochismos, bro, but I was nice and I gave you that Dracunai. So you owe me some shit, Urban. I'm going to give you a fucking... Is this Yokai Watch you're talking about? Oh, dude, it, Yokai Watch is life. We don't play okay, that Pokemon let shit. Me, let me understand the premise of this. They're like evil spirits that make you poop yourself or something that you have to go out and catch? Yeah, so like, okay, so like... A yokai is a Japanese mythological creature. It's basically a catch-all term for most paranormal stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes ghosts are called yurei and they're like separate. Um, but a yokai can be like a monster or it can be like some kind of like ghost. And they can always be a yokai or they can turn into one. You know, like some people become one under fucked up circumstances and curses and shit. So like... You know, like Bigfoot would be one, but Medusa would be one. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, and they would count them as yokai. It, so it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, there's an elephant that if it sprays you, you piss yourself. And there's not one but two that make you fart, because one that makes you fart wasn't enough. So there's a stronger one who he may make you just fucking shart. I don't know how stronger he is. Like I like I have both, and I don't really get why one's so much better than the other, unless he makes you spray. This is a frightening, frightening toy for children. I'm yeah. so glad at least you adults, Urban and Casey, play with them. It's pretty dope. It's like Pokemon, but meets Garbage Pail Kids. Okay, yeah. I can get behind that. I can get behind. That sounds that. really interesting. And Byron, since you messed it up, Smangry is the code to get a discount on. The new MMM show shirt at teespring.com forward slash head uh, MMM show blast one. And I think I did that right. If I didn't, I won't sell any t shirts and then the show will just go off the air. So G U B E N G U. All right. So what do you guys want to talk about first? 
we got UFC to talk about. We got some Lucha Underground to talk about. Maybe some WWE stuff. We got some interesting other wrestling world talk about news. Other wrestling a little bit. Oh, you want to talk about the ADR thing, don't you? You I really do, do want to talk about that. I want to talk about TNA, but I I, I can't watch their show because I'm doing this. Yeah, we're you're welcome. It's gonna be really good. No, nah, I'm already hearing people complain. Really? Like already the voices all right so, but casey wants to talk about what adr's backstage stuff with his homie page can we just call her his homie um and cocor but should Alleged. we talk about the young bucks vice article instead dude okay vice is like the last news source i respect so we can start with that dude i i mean i that article is amazing that's just like it's almost it's like a book yeah <laughs> It's super deep. I mean, and it really explains from start to finish why the Young Bucks are the anti-WWE and why they're running shit. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool because it's funny. Like, I used to go to these shows, the AWS, Allen City of Industry, and that's where I first saw the Young Bucks, and they had to be, like, less than a month into their career. And this is where, uh, you know, the Young Bucks, Willie Mack, kind of rose to prominence and uh you know you'd see dudes like scorpio sky like pwg mainstream yeah. would go there too and then you would see dudes uh like johnny goodtime who became uh you know some somebody i can't talk about never mind uh, but <laughs> uh, nice nicely done sorry it's late and uh almost got to slipping almost almost and uh yeah, it's kind of cool because you see the Young Bucks and TJ Perkins were on the same card. TJ Perkins is in WWE, but I guarantee you the Young Bucks are making a shitload more money living life the way they are. I mean, well, who the hell's going to buy a TJP t-shirt right now? Oh, who gives two fucks about TJP? Fuck them. It oh, should dude. be a whole bunch of people, but they're, the way they're pushing them, you're never going to do that. But the Young Bucks, however... Speaking of disappointments, uh, they showed that picture of the WWE UK tournament and I got all excited because I thought Party Marty was in it because I looked at it on my phone and it's just some other dude that kind of looks like him and I'm, now I'm sad. Party oh, Marty? Oh, is it the villain dude? Is it the villain? God damn it, Byron. He was like our third favorite guy on Bulba. I know, I know. I was playing at Cyril because you were, you were calling him Party Marty. He's Party Marty Skrull, bro. Jesus. I know, I know. Chicken wing. Chicken wing. wing. It's not the Oscalock, it's the chicken wing. Exactly. Scroll. But oh, oh. fucking anyway, so guys, check it out. Uh, we'll post the link. I'll put I'll I'll try to find the link to, to that article, but it's really worth a read. Um you know, and and kudos to those guys, A, for for getting noticed by Vice to write this kind of article. I mean, this is media outside of the wrestling world, and that's always a big thing especially if you're on the indie circuit right and you know obviously they've re-upped their deal with uh roh mm -hmm. um in new japan but did you hear that there's a excerpt from i think their article about how they almost jumped with styles the year before i'm glad they didn't though dude they'd be getting it'd, it'd be horrible man i mean you know there's something to be said for being the big fish in the small pond not because you couldn't go up to the big time and compete with those guys, but because 
if you're the big guy in the small pond, sometimes that just allows you to really do your art the way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they're making really, their pond as big as they want. It seems like. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be as big as WWE. Like, look, little kids aren't going to be in elementary schools wearing Young Bucks t-shirts. They're not going to be known on that kind of level. They're not going to be the New Day. Um, but well, when Casey becomes a teacher, maybe we'll see things like that. Yeah, maybe. But I'm just saying, at the same time, who wants to be New Day? I would rather be the Young Bucks than New Day. Personally, I'd rather be on the indie scene, doing it the way I want to, cutting fun, funny promos, still being able to live the lifestyle I want. I mean, those guys still live pretty clean normal lives amazingly and dude if they're on the road every day for wwe eventually somebody's going to corrupt them with something i mean they're going to do some kind of drugs in the back with Paige, right they don't bring her back to shows anymore poppy the hero turtle touched me fanny poppy. is that what happened all right oh, that's what we're talking gotta, about. yeah you gotta explain this story of of how somehow a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle got frisky with Paige and ADR decided to do something about it. What what the hell's going on? Let's say allegedly got frisky with Paige. Um, okay, so... Alright, so they're at a show together and Alberto's booked on the show and Paige is just hanging out backstage because apparently that's cool to do. Fucking bring your girlfriend backstage. Okay, I know she's a worker. I'm just fucking around. But um, they're backstage... And Rafi, the Ninja Turtle, so he's Raphael, cool but rude, <laughs> says that he bumped into Paige by accident. Now, wait, wait. Let me stop right there. So by bumped into, do you mean like bumped into her with his hand out in front of him in her general direction? Is Look, that kind of bump we're talking about? All he said was he bumped into her by accident. He didn't say if it was with his dick or what. He was just walking around like this, minding his own business, all right? It's not Dude, his fault. First of all, he's a fucking Ninja Turtle, so he'd be walking around like this. And I still don't think that's what happened. And now I'm going to be doing Ninja Turtle hands all the time. It's Vader time. But... No, that's... It's okay. Listen, listen. Okay. So... um. Apparently, he said, I'm sorry, you're beautiful, uh, which is a little weird to say you're sorry to someone and then compliment them. But you know she uh, just looks a little like April O'Neil, a little bit. Yeah, no. She uh, looks better than the Megan Fox version of April O'Neil. And the Judith Hogue version, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so basically, uh, Alberto took offense to whatever happened. And goes up to the dude and then rips his mask off. Fucking dick move, right? Unless he really did touch his girl. You know what? Alberto could be justified here. I just don't think a tiny little turtle man would step up like that. And dude, he could also be justified to slash his own arm to not have to do a show in Mexico. It could also <laughs> be justified to no show an autism benefit. But when's the last time ADR actually showed up to a show? Well, this one. Uh, And uh, so they start for Americas. Not only do they start fighting, they start fighting. The fight spills out amongst the fans. So the fans see Alberto Del Rio beating up this dude. And if he pulled the mask off of him, I'm wondering if he had the rest of the turtle outfits. And now you're seeing this turtle with the dude face getting the shit beat out of him. Because that's what happened. Alberto beat the shit out of him. 
Oh, but he, but now, but see now, you say you're telling me that people are seeing what's going on. Is this a work? No, just like one of those WWE no. things where the guys fall into a local bar and it spills out in the street, and there just happen to be cameras there. If you're doing a work, you're not gonna have Alberta Del Rio, your super face, try to punk out a Ninja Turtle. Maybe have them punk out the Shredder or a fucking Bebop or Rocksteady, you know. Because I'm pretty sure he feuded with fucking Seamus, you know, so he's basically fighting Bebop and Rock. Those movies don't count. Never, I never said that. But all I know is none of the Turtles were there to back him up. Where's Donatello? Where's Leonardo? Where's Michelangelo? Because you know what? Okay, Michelangelo, I understand because he's a party dude, right? So he was probably in Pages back doing a little. And uh, Donatello. Wait, is that the Corey Feldman one? Because I thought he was late now. Michael 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 played Donatello. Oh, he was Donnie. But Donnie was probably too busy playing with his computer, building a robot or something. And Leonardo was too busy being a fucking asshole that no one likes. So Leonardo was my favorite. Wow. Explains everything about you. Why? I'll, uh, Nobody just, wants Leo to be their favorite. There's Leo is so vanilla. He had the swords. He messed people up. The swords that Look, he never once stabbed anyone with? And he got the swords due to entitlement and white privilege, pretty much, because he is vanilla as hell. He's basically Santa Clarita Turk over here. Hey, and I'm not the one who still lives in Santa Clarita. I live in Castaic, dude. We're, we're on our own fucking fucked up thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, dude, so, okay, so none of the turtles save him. Fucking Casey Jones is nowhere to be found. Unfortunately, my homeboy, which I blame on Johnny Mundo. Yeah, fucking right. And then, um, uh, where did Casey go? We lost him right in the middle of his hot take on this whole thing. He ran out of important things to say that people want to pay attention to. Oh. That's terrible because I want to know if he thinks ADR is a dick or if he thinks it's Paige's fault or if he thinks the Ninja Turtle overstepped his his three fingers. I will say I think what happened was there was a mix-up and then they had an argument about it and they sort of got into a backstage scuffle slash fight, which happens sometimes, and then they separated and they went their ways and it was over and then ADR decided to tweet about it the next day. I want to imagine that the Ninja Turtle pulled like a Chuck E. Cheese on the drunk MILF, like where he just full on costume grabbed Paige and did something inappropriate and ADR just let him have it. That'd that's be awesome. my, that's what I, what mean. if that, that's what I want to believe in my mind. What if the Ninja Turtle couldn't fight back because he had a slice of pizza in the sand the whole time? Huh? A taco slice of pizza, a burrito. It's it. Uh, it's lucha libre. So what's what's? No, obviously we're talking about luchadors, so it has to be Mexican food, right? Because that's what podcasts are supposed to say. It was a churro in the shape of a triangle covered in cheese and tomato sauce, <laughs> with pepperonis on top. Because churros and pepperonis are awesome. <laughs> Eaten by an All Italian right. guy. Well, whenever we get Casey back, Casey, I don't know if you can hear us or not, but you are frozen. Oh my God! This is the best picture of all time. It's Pentagon Dark. And Johnny Ace is over one shoulder just giving someone a look like, come on, bro. And then over the other shoulder, it's J-Ray. Ray just doing what? Going nuts. 
Isn't there a function it. where you can share stuff? You can share your screen. Fucking hell, man! Shut up. What happened, dude? Somebody decided to use the microwave in my house, which kicks me offline. Uh, happens? That happens in my house too, but you have to be within a certain, uh, like between the microwave and the router. If you're on the good side of the microwave, you're fine. You see, I am on the good side of the microwave and it still knocks me off everywhere in the fucking house. And it doesn't matter if I'm on the 5G or the regular. But anyway, yeah, none of the turtles saved uh, Raffi. He got his ass kicked in front of the fans and now he's doing interviews. First, his friends told everyone that he got his ass kicked so bad that he's fucking dying. And then he had to go on Facebook and say, nah, dude, I'm all right. I'm at home. I'm not even in the hospital. And then he did an interview saying that he's all right. He did get his ass kicked and he just wants the story to go away so he can move past it. And him and Alberto patch things up and apologize to each other after the ass beating. Well, dude, that's a smart choice when you're talking about catching a beat down from a real MMA fighter. But the thing is, nobody wants to, that's hilarious, but nobody, nobody wants to uh, report anything uh, about negative about Alberto because of his family, who they also would never report anything negative of, even though there's a lot of stories of no mascaris being an asshole. Well, but I mean, look, that's, that's why Alberto has no problem showing up in Mexico for Compache America's tapings, even though he stiffed the hell out of AAA. I don't give a fuck. I want him to get in a fight with like someone backstage. He should get in a fight backstage at Combate Americas. That would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, against some 2-0 guy. Someone was <laughs> tweeting at him saying, hey, you're, what, are, you, are you happy that your president, whatever he's supposed to be, your patron is like such a, um, like such a dick getting into fights all the time? And they replied, we're a fighting company. We like that kind of shit. Can he drop to 170 and face CM Punk? I don't know. You see how fat he was when he got into Lucha Underground and had to wear a shirt for half of his run? Dude, he was chiseled in his last WWE run, though. It was frightening. That what? juice was working. That what shit took was him so long off. to test him? Look who got a wellness violation. Funny. Uh yeah. Yeah. Well, I blame I my Cleveland Cavaliers for the that UFC news. I think the UFC news would be a little bit about wellness violations today. What's that? Like uh, Brock? Yeah, who got violated? Brock, his uh, his little fine and one year suspension from UFC fighting. Oh really? Oh, did that finally come through? Yeah. I didn't even see that. He got fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. No. I thought. <laughs> nice. A little stiff. But let's get on. Well, to I mean. Was that based on a percentage of his purse? Probably. I mean, that's why it's probably so high. Like, like, uh, what was it? The uh, the Connor one was based on a percentage of his purse for throwing the Monster Energy cans. He got fucked. Which too. is so great. If you go back and watch that last press conference, I know we never even got a chance to talk about it, Casey. But if you go back and watch that last press conference, Wonder Boy is sitting next to Connor or whatever. And as Connor uh, starts getting into it with Eddie, with the chair thing, you start seeing wonder boy moving stuff away from where Connor was sitting. And then like Dana, like reaches over and like moves a monster out of the way. <laughs> that's pretty great. Like, damn. Well, that's when you know, it's legit. When dudes are like, when wonder Boy's like, man, I'm not trying to get hit with any of this shit. And he starts moving stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, dude, there's a few interesting uh, UFC things. Why don't we talk about it now while Byron's fresh? Um, sure. 
Woo! We'll end we'll end with Lucha Underground this week for a change. Because we normally start off with it. But... And uh, if you missed the promo code for the discount on the t-shirt, stick around. I'll give it to you again in a little bit. Um, you want me to, to explain want me where to that announce the promo code? Yeah, from. I got a promo code. <laughs> just, just Blackburn is in rare form. He, it, it's like midnight on the East Coast. Um, all right, so the first thing I wanted to talk about with UFC is, in MMA in general, is this um, this women's 145 belt. They finally make the 145 belt, and uh, Holly Holm is in there, which is great. I'd like to see her go up. Awesome opportunity for her to get a second chance since she lost a couple straight. Right when after being the champion at 135, she lost two straight. When Holly um, was a kickboxer, she was like 145 range, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She could have, she, and, she, and I think she's done kickboxing at 145 and regular boxing. And, and I think she's done MMA at 145 before, too. Um, and don't forget, back in Strike Force, 145 was the weight class. That was Carano and Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, Julie Kedzie was 45 then. Um, Carano could have never made 35 either. I mean, Dude, and now she probably pushes 205. That girl is thick now. Yeah, like and if you does it in Deadpool. Oh, yeah. And like uh, the last promo thing I saw her in, that girl is thick. She's still pretty, but she's thick, dude. She's she's a muscular girl, too. She will knock you out. Um, but yeah, so Holly's in there, which makes sense. And her opponent is obviously Jermaine Durandamy. What? Cyborg. Uh-huh. Blew this whole deal. They go to Cyborg. They tell her for the January card in Orange County, where she's huge. She has packed in Orange County when she did Invicta fights down there. Yeah, um, for fucking Invicta too. I mean, come right. on. And so, like, they were packing that big what that that uh, big fair arena thing down there. It's it's and oh, just yeah. on her name alone. They do lucha there sometimes. You know, I bet Cyborg would draw better than any lucha event there. Yeah, they didn't draw very good at all. But anyway, so like she had a chance. We talked about this a little last week when you weren't here, though. Okay, she had a chance. She was offered Holly Holm. Didn't want it, the January fight to be Holly Holm. Not because of Holly, but because of the timeline. And then Mike Winklejohn said that he wanted to pass on on Cyborg anyway, I guess, was the rumor. Um, mm. Then they offer her to fight in February and they give her Jermaine Durandamy. And she says it's still not enough time for the weight cut. She wants longer than 12 weeks. And by the time they offered her that one, I guess it was like 11 and a half or 10 weeks or something. I don't know. But it's like, no, no, they're not making you go down to 140. I know 145 is still a tough cut for her, but it's the cut she's been making her entire career. Right. Like, what is she walking around at? Does, does this come out? I don't know. 180, 190. I don't know. She's solid muscle. I mean, she's a big girl too, but dude, a cut yeah. is a cut. You took the contract with UFC. She took the contract to be a 140 fighter trying to get down to 135. Mm-hmm. I mean, she signed it. Yeah. Nobody forced her to sign this thing. And don't get me wrong. I, it's not that I don't think her weight cut is evil. It's not that I don't think some things should change in the world so people aren't doing these ridiculous weight cuts. I absolutely believe that. I think these weight cuts are out of control. And the stuff that she did to her body on that last fight was sick awful stuff that no human being should have to do but they're giving her five more pounds than that last time more notice and and what she wanted a 
they're giving her exactly what she wanted a belt in her weight class and she turned it down not once but twice oh. so now two other women are fighting for what everyone believes is her belt you know what my, and, my is justin she's a wwe fan and she watched the cruiserweight yeah. classic and she figured i'm gonna be zach saber jr slash kota abushi let's let's have this belt put on tj perkins of the women's division <laughs> i had to Ouch. you know why because i fucking hate tj perkins there you go but i hate the luchasaurus more Oh, we'll get to that. We're getting there. We're getting warmed Luchasaurus. up, baby. Yeah, I, I want to talk oh, about Luchasaurus. I know you do. So that's why we're talking about UFC right now. So, I just we covered Cyborg. so much of it last week, Justin. I'm surprised. I know, but this is a new. They gave the belt. They're giving a belt now. We have to look at why they're creating this belt because it's. It, it was one thing when a couple weeks ago it was like you need to make a belt for Cyborg, but what the UFC is basically saying is, no, no, guys. We owe a lot of money. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the loan that was underwritten by Saks Goldman for the, the sale of this company um, has been valued very, very poorly. <laughs> Apparently, it is looked at as a very bad loan. Um, the UFC is super duper duper in the red. They're going to be trying to cut corners everywhere and build hype anywhere that they can. Um, you know, their interest payment alone every year is like $100 million or something more. Or I don't even know. It's, it's ridiculous. So they got to get in the black. And part of that means when pay-per-views come around, there need to be belts. There need to be champions. They need to ensure some kind of buy rate. So, yes, a 145 belt makes sense. A 125 women's belt, as we said last week, makes even more sense. And I expect to see that one, too. There's no reason not to. It will help pop some numbers for pay-per-views. Or instead of using one of the other belts on a pay-per-view, maybe they can put that one on a Fox card or someplace because they do still have to have a certain amount of belt defenses on Fox too. Anyway, doesn't matter. The bottom line is UFC needs money. They need to create more stars, which means they need more divisions so stars don't always get knocked off their pedestal and cut down. Holly Holm two fights ago was a huge star and can be another huge star. She got major saturation by being in the orbit of Ronda Rousey uh, and being the person that beat her. So there's still a huge story there for her. And uh, Cyborg, who is now an American citizen, by the way, who just got her citizenship this week. You think she's done will... fighting because that's all she wanted? No, no. I think what will happen is they they just couldn't wait for her. I don't even think it's really a slight to Cyborg like a lot of people think. I Look, everyone knows Dana's not her biggest fan, but at the same time, that's not what's happening. They they created the belt because they had to because they already had to take the January card off of pay-per-view when they couldn't get Cyborg on it because there's no one else available to fight. So they couldn't afford to have that happen with this other one. They put Holly on it with Jermaine Durandamy for a belt. It's a good fight. It's actually a good matchup. They're both going to really good strikers. Um, and then Cyborg will fight whoever that is. Like we pretty much know, even though there's going to be a belt, it's the number one contender to Cyborg. They'll give mm -hmm. Cyborg plenty of money. She'll get plenty of time. She'll get a little time off now to get her head straight because clearly she's a little messed up in the head. She fired the nutritionist, George Lockhart, who's actually a great nutritionist, but um, I don't know if he'd ever dealt with female fighters before or not, but there are other issues to take into consideration. And he put her on birth control, which didn't work for her, and she was mad about it, so she's right to fire him. Move on. Find somebody else. But she needs to find somebody still. 
She doesn't have that person in place. So it makes sense. She wants more time. She gets more time. The belt's there. It'll be there when she gets back. It was just a crazy story because I don't think anyone would have ever anticipated in a million years that UFC would create a 145-pound belt and Cyborg wouldn't be the first person fighting for it. <laughs> no one ever imagined. That was the entire reason they signed her to the UFC was to try to find a place for her. They have a place for her, and she's not there. It's just fucked up. Um, it's like, why do I, I find so much joy in the UFC's misfortunes? I really do. You should. I mean, they're a big conglomerate now to a certain extent, you know, and, and they got to make money. They got to turn into a bit of a, a corporate machine. They're not the the family run Fertitta business like they used to be. And everybody yeah. who shit on the Fertittas, I think, is now realizing what kind of stand up guys they actually were. Yes, they were businessmen. They own casinos. They do some shady stuff here and there because they're businessmen trying to make a buck. But at the same time, they took care of people, man. Like they created those bonuses. There was no pressure to do it. They wanted to start giving guys money. And you don't even know how many times they've given guys money as bonuses that weren't even declared bonuses. They bonus people out all the time, you know, and, and Dana too. I mean, those guys tried to run a personal business. No, they didn't cut their fighters in on this huge lion's share of things, you know, but at the same time, they built it, man. Dana harebrained idea to get his buddies to invest in it. They lost their shirts for the first few years on it and they kept pushing ahead. They built a monster. They deserve to capitalize from it. And and yes, the fighters deserve to get their piece too, but now they got to come begging for it. Sometimes sometimes when you build a monster, it comes back to you requesting you to build it a bride. And it gets really angry when you don't do that. I, I, did you watch uh, Did you watch Chow Time Pettis, as I like to call him now? No, I was... That fat I, fucking blue weight. He missed weight. I saw pictures, and uh, he needs to uh, lay off a enchilada day in the calf. Um, but, uh, Dude, you should go back and watch the card from this weekend. Like I was hating on it a couple weeks ago. I was so wrong. The Cub Swanson versus Choi fight, the uh, Korean Superboy or whatever his name is, was almost fight of the year. I don't know if it beats the, the Lawler Condit one, but it was freaking amazing. Those dudes were blasting each other every three seconds. You didn't know who was going to win. Man, I, my brain was fried from those tests. I was probably like sleeping or something. Like, um, what was the other one? Cowboy Matt Brown. Matt uh, Cowboy knocks out Matt Brown. And then you had the headline fight where Holloway put away Pettis, which is huge, too. And now oh, Holloway's Cow in the room. Cowboy knocked out Matt Brown and then didn't get a fucking bonus. No. Hey, look, that's what happens when you come out for the association against Dana yeah. White. Yeah. Just saying. Well, but honestly, dude, there were so many other huge, huge. Uh, the, the Lando Venata thing was huge, too. I mean, there was a lot of reasons not to give Cowboy the bonus. Mm -hmm. um, so make him suffer this one time. He came out, said some things against Uncle Dana, but apparently they went and had dinner and squashed their beef. And now Cowboy's backpedaling, by the way, on a bunch of the MMA AA uh, mm. rhetoric that was going around. And Bjorn Revney is, I don't know where he stands in the whole thing right now. He's been very quiet this week. So we'll see if that thing has a future or not. Question for um, you, Justin. Yeah. When Dana White takes these guys... If when they go to eat some dinner together, who do you think pays? Do they go Dutch? Does Dana pay? Or does he make that other guy pay as an apology? No, I think Dana makes the casino pay because uh, he's the yeah. only guy that can get over on the house in Vegas. <laughs> Damn. 
Oh man, uh, he's like one of two people who got free tickets to the last Mayweather fight. I mean, he's like the only guy that gets over in Vegas, and, and he's think, a high roller too. I mean, I think we missed our time window because I think he might have left the chat. But Meatloaf wanted to know if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and fuck yes, it is the best oh. Christmas movie. Absolutely, it's Die Hard and Home Alone Two are my two favorite Christmas movies right now. Mine are Die Hard, Krampus. <clears throat> uh, you know, the, the Doherty version, fucking great. If you guys haven't seen it, see it. Okay. And uh, Gremlins. Those are my top three. Gremlins. Interesting. Um, I also I also have to say Christmas Story because it was filmed like two blocks from where my mom lives. Oh, shit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I drive past the house every time we're back in Cleveland in the winter. It's like a tourist trap, too. I mean, like everybody goes there. Oh, man. Get um, that Ralphie action figure. They, they Byron, action. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie, or are you just totally bah humbug? I like the Bill Murray movie. Bill Murray's Christmas Scrooged? special last year. Oh, his Christmas special. He his likes Christmas uh, special, but it's actually a movie. Yeah. It's just it's under the guise of a special. It's pretty that's cool. Still on, that's still on Netflix too, isn't it? Uh huh. I recommend I watching it. Uh, really sad. Holiday movie was Eight Crazy Nights, Byron. I don't know what that is. Hey, I know the director of that. Seth Kersley, he's a good friend of mine. I saw that in the theater. I want to. I'll watch that. Can I really buy a sticker on on the Teespring? Yes, I said we had stickers, coffee mugs, and uh, guys and a girl shirt this time. A five by seven sticker. uh, I think he was too busy looking at more pink shit in his room, like the pink sock that he's got. It wouldn't let me create a different size for the sticker. It just gave me the option of adding a sticker to the mix. So I added a sticker. There's two sizes to choose from. Well, what are the sizes, Byron? Five by seven and 3.6 by five. Yeah, five by seven is huge. Convert it to metric for Meatloaf, please, Byron. I need Meatloaf to Photoshop my face for... um, 2k 17 if i ever play it again because my sideburns and stuff crop off my dude, add a border dude, to my you face just put the fucking hair pieces that they give you in the game over your face you just do the beard pieces no no that works but then like on one side on the you see on the edge of um the face that is you know on you see a harsh you see the line it yeah mine, mine's pretty bad Mine's pretty you know. bad. I just said, fuck it. It's staying that way. I haven't played that game in a while, dude. I'm all about um, Watch Dogs 2. That game's amazing. I, I'm playing 2K17, and what happens is it'll glitch, and then I'll email them, and they respond to me, and they go, reinstall the game, and then I'm in a hotel with bad Wi-Fi, so it takes me a week to re-download <laughs> the game saves and everything, and then I get it going again, and the first game, the same glitches happen, and I still don't get any points for my t-shirts in my career it's i should this sounds like a wonderful pastime the only Byron, thing did you ever get your mmm show shirts no or are they in tennessee somewhere i got i got no, one of the, are, uh, the only mmm show shirts i have are the ones i wear in the game which is probably why i can't just send the game back for a refund you know okay. we're never making these again right so like if you don't have one you're not getting one i know that's the white white Justin, mm. is yours as white as shit? Look at that. This is like... I think almost... you guys all have bad lighting or something. No, dude. I I thought it was legit like a glow-in-the-dark version when I got it. That's how off-white it is. 
Really? Because that's what Urban was saying too. Like mine, does mine really look different? Yours looks way brighter than mine. Interesting. Because, okay, this wall is yellow. And this shirt yeah. is matching. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, hey, it's cool because I enjoy supporting the Triple M show, as all of you should as well. Thanks for nothing, Miflo. Buy another mask, you dick. Miflo hey, bought a shirt this time. Buying a shirt, you fuck. Miflo oh. bought a shirt this time. He got one of the new ones already. He fuck was the one to order. Could have got ten percent off. Johnny, come lately. I fucking rescind nothing. I rescind nothing. I, I I will not do the podcast for another two weeks so you cannot hear the voices of your people on this podcast again. Oh, you just God. can't afford Wi-Fi for the rest of the month. I got to take tests, bro. As much as Meatloaf would like me to say, you know, British things so that he can identify with the show better. Um, I did I did a little bit of page earlier, so I hope he appreciates it when he's having, as he calls it, a wank to my voice. You've done a bit um, of page today. Oh, you have. I'm gonna listen to your voice and have a wank to Byron's face for some reason because I find him prettier in a shy sort of way. Sunshine, <laughs> sunshine. You sound like William Regal now. I like it. Uh, um, yeah. He peed right, on let, the me finish up the, let me finish up the UFC stuff before Byron's head flies off. So we got um huge UFC on Fox card tomorrow. No, Saturday. Um, weigh-ins are tomorrow. Um, it's the Paige Van Zant versus Michelle Waterson, the karate hottie. That's a tough fight to call. I really do like both of those ladies. I, I, I like Paige's spirit, though. I knew Rose was going to beat her. I feel like Michelle Waterson's going to beat her, too. Um, Michelle is very experienced. She took some time off when she had a kid. Yes, she is a mom um, and a hot mom at that. But she's like she, 12 years old. She had a kid. She's not though. She's been around for a while. Michelle Watson. No, I know she does, the- but she looks like she's 12. But she is so fucking fast. I think she's gonna beat the shit out of Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, I mean, Paige. Honestly, Paige's best bet to me is to crazy blitz on on Michelle, just to like crazy straight ahead blitz blaster like you know BJ Penn did to Kauno way back in the day. Just the. <laughs> run in and uh, run out of the <laughs> I watched that shit live. That was great. That fight and was like, amazing. I'm like, oh shit, I know this Uno guy. He's gonna fuck this guy up. And then I'm like <gasps> oh. oh dude and then he just ran out of the ring. Everyone was like, whoa, that's that was like They're the like first guy who ever ring. ran out. He just fucking dips. Oh uh, Joe's just holding the mic like what the fuck? What the hell? We <laughs> don't have an MMM show Christmas sweater. Uh, I thought about doing one but I didn't uh I didn't think your face was ugly enough for it. And that's Jericho a has one. We're not good enough to be like Jericho. Of course you're taking it back to WWE. Anyway, so that fight's there. I'm picking Watterson. Is that your pick, Case? That is my pick. Me too. Which sucks. I, I feel bad for Paige. And, and honestly, if Paige wins, I won't be terribly upset, though I've actually met Michelle a couple times, so I kind of lean her way. But I really just think that she's more experienced she's been around longer and i think that that's going to pay dividends here um i hope that Paige uh puts in another big good showing to keep her star power going like she did with uh rose namajunas um then we've got uriah uriah not hall uriah faber his retirement fight 
This fight, by the way, is in Sacramento, and he's retiring on Fox. And uh, I believe it's earlier out here on the West Coast, too, because this is an East Coast, um, or it's on Big Fox. So I think they're running this fight pretty early. Um, So make sure you check your times. But, yeah, Uriah Faber is retiring, and he's not headlining the card. But it's not a title fight, and Brad Pickett isn't, you know, I don't know. I think Page versus Karate Hottie because they're both going to be in title contention does make more sense um, as the headliner. But a lot of people are mad that Uriah is not headlining the, the card. So um, it would have been a nice gesture, but I think that he's also, but I mean, he's not in title contention. He wanted a three round fight so he can just go and win. I think. Okay, so if he wants a three-round fight, he can't have the fucking headliner. That's that's exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and so, but I mean, a lot of people are complaining that he doesn't have it. But I mean, I think that's part of it. It's like, look, it's Brad Pickett. It's a three-round fight. It's his retirement. Let him go out, you know, on a high note. I'm picking Uriah to win. Um, I think he's gonna to maybe choke him. Maybe maybe one last guillotine choke for the road. What do That'd you think? That'd be good. That, I, yeah, I hope he wins. I would feel very sad if he didn't. He already makes me feel old as shit retiring. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like I've watched him fight for fucking ever. Well, he's another one that still looks like a baby. He looks every bit as young as Michelle Waterson does. He, he looks like Kerry Von Erich, you know, in his heyday, you know, when he was alive. Uh, too soon? I'm sorry. Uh, but he does look like Kerry Von Erich, kind of. Come on, I was making Alan Thicke jokes at the top of the show, and I like Alan Thicke. Yeah. I, I um, felt horrible that I felt like just watching. And then the other one, the other fight of note um, is Sage Northcutt versus Mickey Gall, which, uh, you know, Mickey Gall's the guy who got the win over CM Punk. Um, I hope he fucks him up. Fought, he also fought uh, Mike Jackson. But, I mean, so here's the weird thing. They both came off of looking for a fight. But Sage actually has more UFC experience because Sage actually fought some real opponents. Mickey Gall's got Mike Jackson and CM Punk as his only two UFC opponents. And sadly, those are not real opponents. So this is really a test of Mickey Gall, in my opinion, because I I consider Sage a real UFC guy, whether he's your favorite UFC guy or not, or whether he's at the top top caliber UFC guy or not is up for dispute, but he is nonetheless a bona fide, legit UFC guy. And Mickey like Gall is basically facing his first bona fide, legitimate UFC guy, in my opinion. Yeah. First of all, Justin, how dare you? Well, nah, I, I mean, you can say a lot of things about the king of pop, but he could be a good UFC fighter. We don't know that. <laughs> Wait, Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah he that's actually Jackson good. And oh, he's a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess if you're a pedophile, you're used to getting. Yeah, out. this Mike Jackson is actually he's the truth. He's he's a homie. He's out from Michael Texas. Jackson, and and he is not the Michael he he Jackson. Okay, he's, the other he's Mike. not the Michael the Mike Jackson that was a jobber in um eighties NWA, right? No, not that Mike Jackson either. No, no, this is okay. Mike Jackson, who's a reporter. Um, he covers a lot of stuff with Legacy and a lot of the Texas fighting scene. Um, and you know, it was a kickboxer primarily. Um, let me tell you something, Justin, you know, who else is a reporter who fucking Spider-Man <laughs> He would be awesome. He beat Bonesaw McGraw. Like he was his bitch. Yeah. He, he also was fight. bitten by an irradiated spider though. Come on. He oh, had an upper hand. Dude. I wonder what's happening in that star Wars movie right now. Do you want oh. the spoilers case? You want me to tell you who dies? Go no, tweet. Oh, oh, 
I'm already going to tell everyone right now that fucking Ip Man dies. Uh, and I'm that's telling just you, Dunny and dies. You know Dunny and dies. Yeah. There's no way he makes it through that movie. He's totally I don't dead. know who any of these people are. He's toast. I think the robot yeah, bites it too. Man, at all, so he's, he's not Darth even Vader. about Donnie Yen being in this movie. I think I think that the robot bites it too because they have C three PO and R two and now BB eight. I have a feeling that the robot like pulls your heartstrings. Everybody loves a robot, and then the robot bites it. That's my I, guess. I just hope there's some fucking Wookies, man. Like they already, you know what? They already had me at the ad ads because those are like my favorite. And they're at ats on the beach, like they're surfer bro at ats, which is just like Shaka Bra, you know? And I was pretty into that because Kona Crush was my hero. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm seeing it at 9 a.m. tomorrow, but I'm still calling it and saying Donnie Yen fucking dies. Like, I have no doubt. Are you going at 9 a.m. tomorrow? Man, I feel like I should too. I got stuff to do though. That's if I don't show up at the movie theater and they're sold out because I'm not going to print tickets. That's a fool's errand, and I want to get the points on my my rewards card. Oh, yeah. Diamond status, man. Diamond status. Shine bright like a diamond. And you have to do that at the box office? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it on UFC. Um, You want to talk about this, Lucha Underground? Stay cool and stay in the mix. I gotta say, <laughs> you're just ready to be done, Byron. Byron I, is so tired, man. This is great. You're like, you're the smangry one today. I like this. This is new. I'm dude, on the East Coast. I'm working right now, dude. I got up at four thirty this morning, Byron. Were you up at seven thirty East Coast time? No, I was up at six twenty East Coast time. You fuck. Well, oh. yeah, sucks to be you, bro. All right, I'm so if you're listening to the show, once again, the promo code is SMANGRY. That stands for, you know how there's smart marks that are called smarks? Well, there's smart marks who are also angry, like Casey. So we invented a word for him, and that word is SMANGRY. And he is that. He is very smart and very angry all the it, time. It's pretty cool. I'm honored to have that word invented for me other than the words that we've invented for Byron that we won't even repeat on the show. I don't know if we can legally say some of those things. I think there might be a ban on some of those. I think it would be considered bullying and bullying is bad. I think that I I don't even want to keep calling this the premier alt-right podcast, but Casey's on it. So that's kind of like he's, we're already covering all those topics. Yeah. See Casey. Because Casey is like, a white supremacist, but without the supremacy, he's just like about white. Why? Just because he's Danish? He's from Castaic. <laughs> he's Casta- He's from Castaic, and he's Danish, and that makes him a white supremacist. Does he have well, like his jailhouse like, tats? He hasn't really gotten the supremacy part down. He's like a white <laughs> mediocreist. So I'm just like white That's people. Funny. All right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, he does. He, I mean, he looks a little Schillinger-ish from Oz, but not like totally. That guy sells insurance now. I mean, he's totally trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. he was fucking J. Jonah Jameson. As we all know, Spider-Man's a fucking menace. Exactly. All right, let's talk about our favorite television show. Is it still our favorite television show? Workaholics. Lucha Underground. Final season. Workaholics. I'm Workaholics. sad. I like Workaholics. I haven't seen it since season three. They should be invited to the Lucha Temple. They're wrestling fans. 
I only watched the first couple episodes of Workaholics. I never really got into it. Byron was always yelling me at me to watch more of it. And he it was, was like, my friend Casey says you should watch this. And that was before I even knew Workaholics. you. Workaholics. Workaholics in the league, but the league's over now. So you've kind of missed the boat. I've been watching. I've been finishing up the league. I actually finished the league on Netflix, right? Can't yeah, believe Luxon's wife just died. You think they were like, well, we don't have it written in the last like three episodes. So let's just have her die now. Yeah. Thanks for the spoilers for everyone that didn't fucking watch. I'm sorry. If I'm watching a TV show on Netflix, I assume it's been done. Like it's already aired at least a year yeah, ago. I mean, I think, I don't know though. Cause like I started watching the 100 and if you were to tell me everyone who died in the 100 right now, I'd be pretty salty. All the people died in the 100. You didn't see that? Shut yeah, the, the 100 is the count of how many people died. It's like the 25 by season two. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just got towards <laughs> the end of season one, and there are a lot of people that died in that show. But that's why I'm liking it. Like, the whole CW pretty teenagers cast thing doesn't really do it for me. It's just like... Oh, dude, you fucking mentioned it. So I'm going to talk about it. Oh, what? what I do? R Riverdale's almost out, my friends. It is the new thing. Yes, like it is a new, don't they go to Riverdale High? It is an Archie series on CW. Starts January 26th. And Jughead looks like the Triple M show's own Zach quite a bit. So I want you to When's watch Zach the show. Zach's coming back, by the way. Zach's got to come back. I'll talk to Zach. I'll talk to Zach. He, he texted me saying the moveset was out. Uh, for a Tell him I said, don't be scared, homie. You you came on and defended your shit. He did a good job. He can come back and do it again. And this time, Byron will probably that, be more on his side. Him to hype the British shit. Yeah. That would be entertaining. He had written down a bunch of complaints about verbatim things that I said, where I have I said all the things he was arguing on all the other podcasts. He's like, I got a point to make. And then Casey just yelled the words John and Cena at him. <laughs> what this, is, this sounds like a very intellectual debate to me this sounds perfect i'm going to go back and listen to that episode it was, what was that, like episode 14 that's when we did uh, round tables in my living room and it got too hot my cat would look at everyone your living room still smells like shit from that night i, <laughs> I blame mmm show all right let's talk about lucha underground <laughs> we talked about riverdale we talked about the 100 we talked about everything else in the world let's talk about the thing most people probably came here to hear about um, besides Byron's hair, Lucha Underground, gonna, Battle of the Bulls. Guys, which which Archie character you thought would make the best Luchador? But we can just move on. Veronica, Veronica for sure. See, I would say Moose. This motherfucker can break some. He would kick Matanza's ass. Yeah, but Veronica's gonna put asses in seats, man. Everyone is all Betty Betty this and Archie's cool, blah blah blah. No, seriously, Veronica. Yeah. You don't think she'd put asses in seats, man? She's like Taya cross with Melissa Santos. What if he had the Haas that was Moose instead of this other guy they got playing the snake? I'm just All right, well wait, let's get through the first match so we can finally talk <laughs> about the Luchasaurus. The first oh, match is the first really match, dude. Oh Jesus Christ, Jack Evans fucking no, no, no. Yeah. Mariposa, Killshot, Dante Fox, Jeremiah Crane. This oh. is the first time we've really, really seen Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Jeremiah Crane, do his bang. And he did the damn bang. And Mariposa was killing it, yeah. too. He looked 
Mariposa may have literally killed Killshot during this match with the fucking uh, butterfly effect on the chair. What the what? Oh my god, that was. I it looked worse on TV than it did live. Like live, I may not have caught it, or maybe there was something going on outside the ring near me. Like I looked up and he and I, I knew she was doing it, but dude, you see that thing on TV and it's like. And they showed the high right over the top angle of him just fucking give guy. Oh, give guy. Yeah, dude. Well, you don't see much of us on this episode because we're kind of underneath jib guy, like where jib guys camera swings out over. We're right underneath it. So you see us in a couple of the the, you know, walk ins and walkouts. We're on the heel side. Oh, and PJ Black stiffed me on a high five and I'm on national TV with my hand out. PJ just nope. I got got this. PJ. That's why you don't. Yeah, high five. That's why you don't high five the second best South African in the company. Oh, I don't know. I think Angelico would have stiffed me too. I don't know. He always I mean, they're not from the the part of the South Africans that don't like my my skin tone. People are they? I don't know those South Isn't Africans. Are South Af- no. Uh, hey, Diane Word is down with the brothers, and they're just, South African. Those guys are cool. And Helico and PJ are fine. Um, it's those Diane words. It's just. Throw that out there. Yes. Okay. The, I don't know. The, 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 uh, there's so many things in this match that I love. Like, I want these four to start off Lucha Underground every week. It was just freaking amazing. Byron, say something good about something that happened in this match. Well, what I, what I was thinking, I mean, I've seen, um, Sammy Callahan live and I've seen some of the matches he's been doing on the Indies. So I kind of knew what, the kind of match three of the four was going to have. Oh, wait. This guy wasn't there, Justin. <laughs> well, he's seen it on TV now. Now he gets to experience it. Because being there, mm-hmm. dude, when Sammy started throwing all those chairs in the ring yeah. and started playing chair Jenga or whatever. It was not, me? Yeah. And, but what really impressed me here was that the three of them were having the match you expect them to have with each other. It's, it's you know, high impact. It's fast paced. And it's really great, and it's brutal. And then you have Mariposa, like really for the first time on the show, actually going at full speed. Like before, you see her do a no moss match with with Sexy Star. So that's like for twenty minutes she climbs up and down a ladder. You know, Byron. Byron, are you trying to say that if you work with Sexy Star, you can't go full speed? I'm just saying, Mariposa went toe for toe with these dudes and and spot for spot and still got her shit in like yeah she and she's got a her, good go ahead byron sorry she got her she did her finish on a chair which is a one of the more memorable moments of the whole night she um she based the tower of doom mm-hmm. yeah incredible uh she probably actually has the strongest legs out of all those four <laughs> probably she uh did a brutal it's an upper, for fuck's sake, Justin, it's an upper body business. I had to throw that in there. Uh, but, well, uh, but not that move. That is the one that having the low center of gravity of the base is the one that you want. That was just a shout out to Rick Rude. Um, oh, yeah, his thing. But, um, yeah, she did all that stuff. She had that great drop kick. She was doing – she was just on fire. And then when she was running around the ring throwing chairs at all of their heads. Oh, that was the best. I like, love if, that. If you go back to the Aztec warfare and you're like, how are we going to have uh, a female fighter convincingly beat like Mil Mortez? You have 
Mariposa convincingly throw a chair at his head for five minutes. Yeah, but see, this that's why this was also more convincing to me, too. She is in the same size frame as these guys. She's 5'9", yeah. 5'10", um, and she's not like hoss or anything. I mean, those, but neither are those guys. I mean, they, they're all cruiserweights in the grand scheme of the wrestling world, and she fits right in there. Um, like, Sexy yeah. Star is a bit undersized, but... You know, Marpos is not cheerleader Melissa, whatever. She's she can go. Sorry, Case Fabe. Yeah, um, hey, it's cool because so you know what? Can go, go look her up. Hit her like watch some of her other videos on YouTube as cheerleader Melissa, and she can go. But honestly, this might be one of her best performances ever. I and thought she could have won. What, you know what I like about Mariposa slash cheerleader Melissa is that she wrestles like she's trying to fuck the other person up. For real. I'm like yeah. Unlike some other people that may win championships in this promotion that look like all they're doing is trying to remember how to hit a turnbuckle. Well, she definitely hit all of her turns. And uh, Dante, damn, when he he gets in there and he runs and dives out one side. And then before you even know it, he's back in the ring running and diving out the other side of the ring in under 10 seconds. I swear to God. Lost my mind. That wasn't editing either because we saw that shit live and it was really like that. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was really like that. Like I'm, I was, I was doing one of these things where I'm just slapping Casey in the chest, like, dude, dude, look at this guy, look at this guy. And that was what, like, like probably yeah. the third time we had seen him. Um, that was amazing. But then, okay, we got to talk about these chairs because they set up the chairs. Yeah. And then there's a chair on the top, but then that chair falls and it falls upside down, ready to impale someone. And I think what kill, did Killshot set it? Killshot. Mm. Callahan Killshot took it. it. Callahan took- said it. Mm-hmm. Callahan, but my favorite is Dante, AR Fox, whatever you want to call him. He comes in, he looks right over at it, and we thought, okay, he's going to reset the spot and show these young bucks how to fix something like that. He looks at it and smiles and just walks into his position at the turnbuckle like, you sick fuck. You're going to just let you're going to let your boy swerve up there take that. And he looks right up at him too. The Dude, is this the is this the match where where Fox looked like he busted his neck and Vampiro got all freaked out and ran to the ring? Um, there was one apron spot where he he bumped hard, and I don't know if this was the one where Vamp runs to the ring or not. I mean, because it all that all that always gets cut out, but Shit, that might have been the that might have been the match where Evie got hurt. It might have been. It might have been yeah. that one. Because, I mean, dude, the guy takes apron bumps constantly. I like it's in his repertoire and he sets himself up for it, too. So I don't I can't feel totally bad. And he takes like DDTs and Rana's like fucking RVD does like right on his head. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. I mean, but hey, look, apparently Killshot can do it, too. I mean, he took that chair shot right on the head and we thought he was dead and he got right up. And then this Tower of Doom. This Tower of Doom, Killshot was also on the wrong end of this. I mean, dude, he landed two inches to the right of that chair leg that was sticking straight up. I mean, me and Casey and Jimmy were all sitting together, and we, when they did it, that might be like the sickest, queasy feeling I've ever gotten in my stomach at a Lucha Underground at that point in time. There's actually a point after that in the season that you guys haven't seen yet where it's a little bit worse. You'll know when you see it. Yeah. But as far as high spots go, like being in the temple for this high spot, it was crazy. And they set up those chairs, and they were battling a little longer, I think, than it played on TV. And when they did that Tower of Doom on those on that pilot chairs, we were just all like, holy fuck buckets. This is out of control. 
This yeah. is completely insane. Um, but it was an awesome match. Uh, Jeremiah goes over at the end and joins what uh, Cage and Tejano um, in this Battle of the Bulls tournament. Um, but yeah. I can't say enough good things about this match. I loved it. The uh, and the Mac. And what's uh what's uh AR's finishing move? The low low pan low main slam or something? What is it called? Low pan slam? Low pan? It's the it's like a, a straight jacket DDT buster thing. It is it's called a, low pan something though. Yeah. Yeah, it's where he bounces off the rope and does the the inverted uh brain buster thing or whatever and then his other his other dive is imploding shooting star off the fucking rope to the outside is called like the low pan dive or something too. yeah and i don't i don't know why they haven't given these moves names in lucha underground it's like striker keeps stumbling over it's like dude if i had striker's job i would just make up whatever like i would go to dj and i would be like dude uh how's this thing finish and then just start coming up with cool names for moves like you don't have to do what anyone else has done. I mean, Lucha Underground has got everyone in mass and different characters. Like, just let's start making up names for these fucking things already. When your fucking finisher is a reference to Big Trouble in Little China. Well, but maybe they, maybe they don't want to do. Maybe they don't want to use that stuff. So whatever, that's fine. But make up something for it. Like kill shots, double stomp off the top rope. Still does not have a name. It's I call it dead to rights. Double to stomp to the belly willy, if you will. Yeah, I mean, like. Come on, Striker, get on the ball, man. That's that's half the fun of being the lead announcer on a wrestling show is if you don't know what the cool name that they called it in Japan is, you get to make one up yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's the game. That's how it's played, brother. Get on it. Get on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and call those, call those dick kicks dick kicks, god damn it. Um, so we go into the director Taya segment. I <laughs> loved, loved, loved this vignette. Jack uh, was really quiet for some reason. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Jack was more worried about his air guitar. Um, I thought he was more worried about that fucking spot he took in the match. <laughs> but they, uh, uh they, yeah, they, I was wondering if that was this match. Oh, um, that he broke his jaw? Yeah, I was wondering because it's the same four people, I think. I don't know. Uh, that shit was shot so out of order. I honestly don't know where it happened anymore. He broke his jaw in the match where Angelico hurt his arm. Yeah, I don't, that probably won't even air then, huh? Right, probably. I don't know. I halfway thought that it was this match. I couldn't even tell. Like every time, oh, well, I'll get there. I'm still at this damn it, the vignette. Anyway, director Taya vignette. Um, I love that PJ is asking her about putting in the the air guitar sound, and she's like, "That's not up to you. That's that's in post." <laughs> but the best part about it is when they actually put in the air guitar sound, it's not on the shot where Ty is holding the camera. It's on the Lucha Underground shot. So it's mm-hmm. like she doesn't have those editorial skills. Only the Lucha guys can do that shit. Fucking fucking right. I love the That's editors putting themselves right over. There. I just, um, I, I just, you know, she's trying to do what we do. You know, she thinks she can have a camera, and all of a sudden that she does. She's a documentary filmmaker. I thought that her camera work was as good as yours. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was better. I mean, look, her close-ups, her close-ups on Johnny when he came in. I mean, she totally let him fill the light and everything, and then she gave him some good direction. I mean, I think you work with Rob about the same way, right? I wouldn't and, know. And every time Byron tries to film Johnny Mundo, he just zooms in on his crotch the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love too when she gives Johnny the direction that he just completely hams it up. 
Uh, it was just fun. I liked the whole segment. It was just fun. It was silly. Uh, it was yeah. stupid, but it was fun. That, I love these guys. I know that we're supposed to hate these guys, but they're so fucking funny. Come on. I like I the Lucha Bucks. They're ever. awesome. Um, And then we go into the best, best segment to talk about on a podcast. The Boxio Sexy uh, segment here. Or as I like to call it, Sexy in the Spider Trap. Yeah. He's about to fear with Cortez. So we get this 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 vignette where Sexy is doing like the, the HBO 24-7 thing here. She's working the rope. And she's got good good boxing motion here. Good boxing movement. Um, I saw more convincing boxing on the Marvin Hagler episode of Punky Brewster. And I think the shot that Meefloaf was talking about was the toweling off shot. Was that the shot that got him all hard? He definitely got a chub at some long shot of sexy star. I think it's the towel, the part where she's. T- I mean, that uh, dude, she looked good toweling off. Uh, she looks better toweling off than she did boxing. Performance, except the wrestling. I don't. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Me float getting a chubby. This is like a conversation I wasn't a part of. No, Thank I don't think God. you were tagging it. I don't. It was on Twitter. Casey, um, usually when when it's talk about men's erections and where they go with other men, it's usually you are the one talking about it. That's just fucking hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then she goes and she gets some water. She goes into the locker room, opens the locker, and yells and screams at this poor defenseless spider. Why is she trying to torture this creature? Here's the thing. First of all, world former Lucha champ scared of a spider. Two, the spider didn't even move. It's probably a dead spider. He's I thought that was a live spider, spider. That's dead or sleeping. And then it's like, I don't get, it's just, come on. She's trying to fight for her title, and now she's caught up. And wondering who put it, she's gonna go have like a high school fight with Mary Posa in the hallway over a spider. Next thing you know, they're she, they're gonna argue because one made the cheerleader team and the other didn't. But they are you talking about the second part of the vignette? Are you skipping ahead again, Byron? He is, but uh, you know, you guys know who I fucking love, Spider Man. Spider Man. You know, who I fucking hate sexy star. Enough said. <laughs> Do you think it was Brad Armstrong? Dude, I hope it was Brad Armstrong because if he could come back and act like Buzzkill and Arachnaman at the same time and also Bad Street, it would be fucking amazing. If he could just come back and terrorize Sexy Star, that would be amazing. Wait, shit. So is I take that, it you guys aren't liking this one? angle? No, last, last week, the mask that Captain Hotness, Captain Vasquez, was holding, as if you listen to the Heels podcast, they will explain that there was a spider symbol on it. Now, Sexy Star is being haunted by a spider. So what's happening is, to because to, of the end of times, right? Captain Vasquez is like, Sexy Star is the Lucha Underground champion. That must mean the four horsemen of the apocalypse are on their way. And she's kind of like not into Ric Flair, so she's sending Cortez to stop it. Okay. We'll yeah. go with that for now. 
I, I like the the whole idea that sexy star winning the belt is a sign of the apocalypse. I know, which is why you're like, we just have to go with this one for now, huh? We're gonna actually have to give it up for Byron for a change. I have to give it to Byron. I know, mo- I know, both of us give it to Byron on a regular basis, um, spit roast style. But I mean, we're gonna have to give it to him for this. You're just you're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy Hawaiian luau's, Byron. What are you talking about, Jesus? And I like the the sound. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the sound. <laughs> oh, you can't even get erections anymore. Even oh, with- shut up, Air Pocket. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Air Pocket turn. <laughs> terrible. Where where have we gone? <laughs> Our promo code is is Air Pocket. <laughs> Look, J J Man thought that they had the. Uh, the most gay podcast last week, but uh, I think we may have topped them. I think we've stolen their gimmick, frankly. I just got to nip. They can have it back if they want it. Last real girls and heels suck. I don't listen to that Um, podcast. All right. So let's talk about, we talked started talking about the second part of the promo that comes much later. This is anyway. So why don't you, why don't you go ahead and tell us how, um, instead of punching a hole through a spider, sexy decides to, what happened during the cat fight? Sexy's walking down the hallway. Mariposa, who's super badass, walks by her, and Sexy Star. Uh, oh, Mariposa picks on her. Then Sexy Star. Wait, no, Mariposa doesn't just pick on her. And this was my problem with the writing of this segment. Mariposa, we just saw her go toe to toe with three of the baddest dudes in Lucha Underground, and then she's gonna pull Sexy Star's hair. Would that really? Come on. She I mean, if, do that. if you ask me, I would have not put those two together. Uh, I don't mind them both being in the segment. I just didn't like the hair pull thing. Like, it makes I sense would. if Sexy Star is going to flip out on somebody wrongly for it to be Mariposa. They have history in the storyline. That's that's fine. I, I'm I don't I'm not hating on that part of it. I just didn't like the hair pull thing. It was like, look, yeah. we're trying to present these as badass women, and you know, the last thing I ever want to see is a hair pull of any kind like that is divas stuff that is for a bowl of jelly yeah. wrestling that is not yeah, something yeah. I, yeah. Want to see. I also think i, I also think, think paying homage to the backstage fight between bret hart and Shawn michaels uh Shawn michaels never was the same afterwards yeah brett ripped out some of his hair plugs bro oh uh, but it's also it's like fucking crib keeper underground needs to do a better job of presenting sexy star like yeah, they, no shit. They shouldn't like showcase her as champion and show like her in a main event match, and and try and tell us how good she is. And she does, you know, she does what she does. And then they have three of the best wrestlers in the world who happen to be women showcased on the next week's show, where you, all of a sudden you go, wait, but Sexy Star did, didn't look anywhere half as good as that in the ring. And then oh, another, I don't know. I think the edits, with the edits, she looked just as good with the edits. I want to be on the Heels podcast for now. I'm going to go join Wow after that comment. Jesus Christ, Justin. Well, I mean, come on. You Look, We've the editors do their jobs, and, and you know more about it. I'm not saying she's great. I'll never tell you that she's got a good gait. I'll never say that she can run the ropes. I'm just saying that with the edits and a, several of those matches – if you didn't know from seeing her live, you would think that she was actually really good. You wouldn't uh, but, question uh, that she was as good as these other women. I'm saying that they 
that they're placing her performance next to they're putting her they're forcing comparisons that don't favor her they put what did pj black say about it pj black said she farted and he took a flip pump <laughs> ah, he's <laughs> but it's still hilarious but it's like didn't he, didn't he hashtag that shoot them come on that's harsh i don't know i wasn't in the ring but if you want to present sexy star in the best light you can don't the next week show three performances that are way better than what you're going to get by almost anyone you know it's it's like it, it's and then the next week you have her do a match with pj black and then the week after that you have Mary Posa completely just on a whole nother level. And then you put them in the same uh, vignette later on in the same episode. Sexy star is going to look horrible after you watch Mary Posa drop kill shot on his head on a chair. You know, the sexy star farting thing makes sense. I didn't listen to the rest of that. <laughs> Good for you. I felt like I listened to too much of it. Because sometimes, dude, we smell some farts in the temple. Someone's boofing them in there. I thought it was Vinny this whole time. She's stealing his gimmick. She's stealing his gimmick? And well, he's I was half expecting him to see him trying to go to the bathroom back there somewhere, like when Sexy Star went back there, but I guess that just wasn't the moment for levity. Dude, it would have been hilarious if you saw the spider and then you saw, like, poop on it. And then Vinny finally got to take his poop, but he pooped on the spider. Um, so what do you think about the strength of Sexy Star punching through the wall? Is that a good I, sell or a bad sell? You guys want to see me do it fucking right now to prove I can do it? <laughs> I've done it before. It did not feel good. Uh, I have a... Uh, Byron, punch the pink wall, bro. Punch the pink wall. I know. I yeah, know come on. It's a home renovation show. You guys can fix it on TV. You're like creating more work for yourself in a yeah, good way. You'll know. You know how uh, me and Justin feel when we punch your pink wall repeatedly. <laughs> oh, God. I had to do it. <laughs> I couldn't even not laugh. Oh, That's God terrible. damn it. That's terrible. Casey, your incessant flirting is flattering, and I appreciate it. I wish you would do it in differently. Happy holidays, Byron. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy holidays. Well, so yeah, Byron, but, what did you think of her punching through the wall? You still haven't told me. I thought on the promo she punched a brick wall and it cracked. But now she punches through a weak-ass drywall and it looks horrible. But the final shot of Mariposa was kind of cool. I like but it. Didn't, I don't again, understand. I, I would have thought that Mariposa would have just murdered Sexy Star for trying to punch a hole through her. You know I what? Know. I, I'll tell All you what I things. did like. Go ahead. Hefe should give her a fucking bill for his wall. Dude, I think, you know, even with the, the uh, language barrier, though, that her delivery of lines has actually been very good. Uh, sexy star. I, you can thumbs down it all you want. I think she's actually turning into a decent actress, which is also a good thing. If they're going to continue to use her and to use her in big storylines... God forbid she's a horrible actress. Also, she's uh -huh. not. I think you know, that's, think about how bad it could be. I hear someone in Canada slamming their head against the wall as you're saying this. And Rob, please, there's plenty to live for. 
Justin's views do not reflect the views of the whole Triple M show. I agree with you, Rob Viper, in your earlier assessment of Sexy Star's acting skills that if those were the best takes they had, holy shit, the bad takes have to be great. You mean you thought that this one was that bad too? I thought this one was so much better. I got to say, I watched it on YouTube. Uh, okay. Not on my regular TV, so that might have made it look worse. Because uh, you know how, like, you're watching <laughs> the show. change for acting performance. I don't know, man. Because, like, when you watch the show in HD, it looks so dope. And you watch it on, like, a computer at work while you're doing other work. It just kind of takes away from it. I'm giving the show the benefit of the doubt. Just All in right, case I anyone wants to put poor acting on the director of the scene, you don't want that. So, no, no. Skip did a great job. Like the whole thing looks great. I think you know he got the point across of the content that was written for him to direct. I think Skip did a phenomenal job. You know, I, I just think being scared of a spider sucks when there's so much more awesome shit to be scared of, like a scorpion. Like scorpions are fucking dope. Yes. Like if you open the locker but again, I think I think Byron is correct in one part of his theory in the fact that it probably had to be a spider for a very specific reason. You know how DJ is. There, there's a symbolism to the fact that it's a spider, and we probably don't know all of what that means yet. Actually, I, I doubt that DJ. I 100% know what it is, and I um, can't say it because of NDAs. But I don't know what it means. But I really hope that my theory about it being Cortez in his i don't even know what the hell's going on i really hope that's not true all i have well, to say on. is spider-man is a mess. where cortez's story goes yeah i think i will like it <laughs> what were you gonna say case yeah uh i was i was gonna kind of hint at things too but i don't like winking because it makes me look like a serial killer but um yeah uh you do look Let's like a just say Spider-Man, Spider-Man is a menace. Let's just put it that way. Okay, Spider-Man I like that menace. one. I'll go with that. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this. Um, another female luchadora who I thought looked very good in the ring. The crowd was a little bit quiet, uh, which I thought was disappointing. Um, and I was there for this. Um, and I was popping for her the whole time. And you'll see, if you don't believe us, that we're trying to high-five her when she walks out and... You know, big props to Cobra Moon, Thunder Rosa. I thought she was great in this match. And again, similar to the uh, Mariposa thing with the other three guys at the beginning, I thought that Drago was especially a good size for Cobra Moon to work yeah. with. Um, and he's able to her speed. The speed, she was a little slower than him. Like, I could see a few times where she was off a step from, from Drago. But he's a fast little fucker, too, though. But, but he can slow down to her. Bengala couldn't. No, and, and and Drago, but I don't. I didn't feel like he was making her look good. I felt like she just looked good in the match. Like I don't know if she just had more time to prepare, or if they had some time to to run the ropes together or something for a while. You know, if they worked it out, really agented the match a lot, and maybe they did because you got a couple debuts going on too. Um, and you know how that ends up happening in the back is like you work out a little something for the match and then the writers want to come out and see it because they want to see how the debut is going to play. And then right. next thing you know, you're running through it 700 times instead of two. Um, but anyway, it did. It felt it felt like it was really smooth. It felt really natural. I liked the match a lot. I thought they were both selling great for each other. I was a little ticked that the audience was quiet. But, you know, when you go to tapings, you know, you're seeing – 
stuff from two and a half episodes. So it could have been in the middle of just some straight fire on either side. Um, and I believe I, it actually was right after the, uh, I think these two matches actually aired in the order that they were done that day. Yeah, but it was like right after the fucking stardom girls blew everything out of the water. It's like, oh. Oh, that's right. It was the second half of the day and stardom had already come in and done that shit with Pentagon and whatnot. Yeah, right. And then you got the kill shot and and uh, Dante Mariposa Jeremiah match before it also. So yeah, I mean, hard to get a high spot out of going back to just two workers and they're not diving all over the place. But again, I thought it was a really good match. We also um, do a storyline going in, right? I mean, it's a lot of backstage vignettes. You don't know why any of it matters. No. What sucks is they, they shot some I of this out like of order. So we knew that there was something going on with Drago and Cobra Moon at the time. We just didn't know what. We didn't, we didn't have the was, full backstory. What was weird is I think they might have deleted something before this, but we're not sure because they shot so out of order. Yeah. That's... Yeah, did they they take that out? Right, because I, I could have sworn. Uh, yeah, that's but a tough not. one. Case I, I feel like it was before this, so we probably won't ever see it. Wait, but she was managing him though. Oh, so maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, they did. They they the two storylines that were shot very out of order were this storyline with Cobra Moon and the whole Johnny Mundo Taya gone, Jack Evans's jaw. Yeah, like Johnny's story is all like his whole overarching arc shot completely out of order, and this whole storyline shot completely out of order. So anyway, um, the match was good, um, and Cobra Moon's flexibility ridiculous. Like when she takes that one bump and she like purposely lays back on her leg with it all twisted out, and it just looks so painful. But that girl's got to be seriously doing the van dam splits to practice for that kind of thing i mean hey and that's cool that's how you keep from being injured too so that's like just a good idea for everyone really well and but she's DDP yoga saved my career what ddp yoga saved my career oh mine too actually ever since you hooked me up with ddp yoga it's been actually my back has been 10 million times better yes. um, start doing it again man some I of the moves i have to be careful with but the road warrior pose. What a rush! <laughs> I don't. I don't do the uh, the Sid rope jumps anymore either. Oh, those are bad for you. Yeah, he snapped his leg. For those of you who don't get it, who never had the pleasure of watching WCW. For those Look, of you who if they don't get it, they shouldn't be listening to us, Byron. You don't have to force feed it to them, man. If they don't get it, they shouldn't listen to us. You know who I wish listened to us was Sid. Maybe, but I don't know if Sid was that one thumbs down we have right now. I'd be pretty sad that Sid didn't like us because I, I respect his opinions. Except we, for his we didn't swear enough down. at the beginning of the show for Sid. Yeah, if we could find out who thumbs down us. I, I really feel like, you know, his stabbing Arn Anderson policy is a little off, but his other policies are okay. Like his fist bumping bros. He's know. the ruler of the squirrels. Um, Let's talk about the end of this match. So, yeah, uh, Drago was close to winning, and then um, Zippers runs in and uh, disrupts the whole thing. He can't hold. Do you think he'd figure a thing out for a zipper? 
I, they gotta oh, just man. like safety pin that thing. Like we saw some of his matches before. Um, like I think there were dark matches where they filmed them, and maybe yeah. I don't know. I've seen that zipper come down a lot of times. There, That's all I'm saying. I've seen I've seen a lot of steep pain titty is what I'm saying. But uh, great wrestler. Just yeah, to, he's yeah. really good. He didn't look all that yeah, great. He needs that the- button at the top, like Goldust has, is what he needs, and that might solve Something. the problem. But he, now they uh, cut away from it pretty good here. But when we were there, it was just like, oh, seriously. And I gotta say, he catches like- the luchador for a move, and then he the- zips up, and then he catches another one for a move, and he zips up. He's like one of the best bases in the business. <laughs> he needs he a is. You know what? He's fucking great. He had this dark match that had Aerostar and some other people that we can't talk about in it. And it was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my fucking life. And it was it a dark was Goldberg, match. But then he his contract got bought out by WWE, so they, they had to delete his footage. It was like a total total um, Hernandez thing. Let me... That's let me let, listen. L. Goldberg in Lucha Underground. is a great wrestler. Fuck Matt Riddle. I had to say it. Matt Riddle, fuck you. Okay. Riddle's talking out of out of school or something. Dude, Riddle's awesome though. He put on he some goddamn shoes. But he's, he's awesome. awesome, but he shit on Lucha and he shit on Steve Payne. So he can go fuck himself. I say they bring him into Lucha now. That would be perfect. And he would make the best he heel on in job right into now. a pirate, which should be a fucking honor to anyone. Any of the wrestling pirates, I would job to. Like fucking Pirata Morgan, the shit. Fucking Jean-Pierre Lafitte, I would job to him too. I would even fucking job to Piratita Morgan if I had to. Okay, so but but what we're saying here, and the Super Friends, then they run in for the save, and Phoenix looked a, a step off. I don't know if he had already wrestled that day or not, but he looked uh, a little slow when he. I gotta say, in. both Super Friends were a step off because they run in for the fucking save after Drago's already getting pretty fucked up. Yeah, they 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 could have saved their homie a little sooner, but we hey, we got a lot of debuts here. Here's another thing, um, though. I think, I think the moral of the story is we all we really like the team that Cobra Moon has here. Pindar's pretty sweet, minus the zipper. Um, you know, she's awesome. She did great tonight. So we're we're all happy with her team, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if we just end the show right now, I'm so happy. Yeah, we are. Byron, what, what were you gonna say? You guys, it wasn't that bad on TV for the time that we had to watch it this week. Yeah, this week. It seemed that's that wasn't that bad in this specific instance because in the in the promo well, it wasn't that bad. We haven't we, gotten there. We yet, see have we? him at first. Uh, Pindar looks like a goddamn like land of the lost whatever puppet. Fucking sleaze stack is what you're looking at. You're looking Sleestack. at sleaze stack or fucking Piche as we call him. Is Pindar a, another person we don't know? Pindar no. dude. We've just been calling Pindar's him. Pindar's the zipper. Oh, Sleestack. I get it. No, it's a reference to the thing I was referencing. <laughs> Land of the Lost? And Yeah, and then um, well, the, thing I was the, big, the big snake-looking dude looks legit. He looks mean and mad, and then he's he's super tall. He looks menacing, dude, and he's coming into the ring to just, you know he's going to fuck people up, and it was really cool. He looked awesome, and he's coming down to the ring. And then he does the the uh, brogue kick, which is. Are you talking about the Luchasaurus? Yeah, Luchasaurus, and he does the. He's hitting them with the brogue kicks, which is great for the show because they add the sound effect in post, and then you cut it 
in a certain way with an edit and a certain camera angle and you can make even the worst biggest miss of those kicks look good so you're digging vibrator the luchasaurus i'm saying his yeah. presentation is really good and then he does choke okay. slam and yeah uh, we do have to say his name isn't luchasaurus his name is vibrador which is spanish for vibrator and um but he, he came off pretty good but, but when he but the thing is he was doing that double choke slam and he knew how to grab someone for a choke yeah. slam with the right hand yeah but then the other one, he just was confused. And it was it Aerostar or whoever? Phoenix had to actually just walk Nick first into his hand. So you're and saying the Undersnaker didn't watch enough tape on The Undertaker? I'm saying he was yeah. like three quarters of the way there for a double chokes there. He needed a all, little bit of all, all I'm saying is I've seen this guy wrestle before he was in the WWE system and after. And I'm starting to think Bill DeMott was right because I'm – no improvement yeah well i mean look this is just a run-in debut we'll have to give it some time and some space and see how it shakes out um i will blow the cover this is austin madelson if you guys don't know uh, i loved this dude on big brother he was one of my favorites i wanted to he was one of the whistleblowers that got bill demott fired yeah by the way claimed the fame but he dated one of the twins on on big brother also which was and, and it was a really good season of big brother and i thought he was the high point of it no he was dope on big brother and it's like and i was like holy shit i've seen that guy wrestle before because he wrestled in fucking new hall over here like oh, really? a, yeah this group called dungeon pro wrestling that the main event was cage when he was small <laughs> uh versus the hawaiian lion and this guy won a battle royal in the beginning okay okay this is your this is your luchasaurus story for me he came in and he had a gimmick that he basically had jeff hardy face paint and like an edge jacket on and so he gets the edge jacket and he throws it down at ringside and he wrestles his match this is the first match he still has that jacket on he never picked up the jacket from ringside and no one else did. So the whole rest of the show, all the other wrestlers are tripping over his fucking jacket for the rest of the show. <laughs> and then one of the wrestlers awesome. looked at me because they thought it was my fucking jacket and they got mad at me. And I'm like, it's not my fucking jacket. It's bootleg Jeff Hardy's. That's a prop. Mm -hmm. I love so it. What I'm saying is if you're going to have a jacket, Fold it up neatly, yeah. put it in the corner, or get a little, get a ring boy, get a fucking kohai to get a young take. dragoon <laughs> to pick it up. Byron, I think a young dragon is called a wyvern. It's it's just what is this? I don't know if you can see oh. that or not. Am I supposed to open this on camera? That oh, says sure. it's from Byron to me. And he sent it from, oh, I shouldn't show your address, should I? Oh, you're not even there anymore anyway, are you? <laughs> sure, no, I'm not. Not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Um, if somebody oh, you. did he give you the summer sausage? Is this this hickory farm? Opening this, why do I have, I just got delivered mail no, that I came had, from Byron. supposed to have one of the something too. Is, it, is there like... That's gaff tape. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's the good stuff too, uh, dude. Produ yeah. I'm like totally out and you here. I'm wasting production supplies. Your boss is going to take this out of your paycheck, oh, man. Yo. What is this? There's is this a, a chamois? Casey, I wish that you checked your mail today. That would have been cool. Oh, shit. Actually, it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, brother. 
Happy cool. Hanukkah. Hanukkah is Christmas Eve or something. Sweet. Oh yeah, it is, huh? What is it? What is this? I'm I'm unwrapping this right now on live. Whatever. Dude, is it? A, and I have no idea a, what this is. This, is it a Triple M show dreidel? That would it's be awesome. It's a T-shirt. It's a wad of toilet paper. Am I supposed to? Yeah, there's a tree inside of there for you, Justin. Am I supposed to swallow this whole? Can I put some Vaseline on this before I smuggle it into the country? What, what is this? You've been hanging out in Miami too much. Oh, yeah. I'm well, nowhere near Mario going to fucking love you, man. Oh, man. I am coming to the temple with a stash. Me and Dario are going to be in the back. Be like, I now crazy. love you, Justin, more than I love the Marty Janetti. It's uh, using it's, that using that drink rail in the bathroom, as J Man calls it. It's the Johnny Depp movie called Cocaine. Dear Lord, what? And yet, there's another nugget in here to Keister. What? The, is this a gag, dude? You'll get there eventually. Kind of <laughs> and you spent the time to mail whatever this is. I'm so I baffled. Had, had my social producer mail it. Oh, make somebody else do it. That's why this is wrapped like a, a an up jumped PA wrapped it. No, I no I. Oh, you did it. Yeah, like I said, this is wrapped like an up jumped PA wrapped it. Yeah. Oh, I can't what? even get into this thing, Byron. I hope it's not too valuable because I'm gonna have to like. I'll send you a picture of it. You might have to because I'm never getting this open. Don't you have scissors what? or something? No, hey, I just come to a I, podcast I, I, with man tools. My Leatherman's in a different room. I can actually tell you what it is, Justin. It's um, from the the small size of that. It's uh, it's Byron's clone a Willie of him fully erect. <laughs> it gets smaller every time you unwrap it. Yeah, he's always. You know, it's it's funny because I saw this exact skit on an episode of You Can't Do That on Television. I was watching this weekend with a, a candy bar that Alistair was opening. Does, am I going to get slimed? Yes. Oh my God! How how do I get this open? Dear Lord, what is inside I just gotta this? Say to the YouTube viewers, like all three of you, uh, you can't do that on television. It's on YouTube, and I'm actually disappointed that you're watching us instead of that. Oh my God! Something exploded. Oh what? Oh my God! Where did where? Where but did this LeBron gave me that, so I thought you might want it. And how did you get a hold of this? It weighs a million pounds. I, I beat LeBron in a game of golf, and so that he didn't have cash on him. So that's Dear Lord, he, you know I'm going to have to wear that all the time. I don't know if you guys can see that. Let me adjust the light there. That is a that's Cavs real. championship ring right there. All the diamonds are real. Just take my word for it. Oh, I'm sure of it. You know, they were giving these things out to everyone pretty much who lived in Cleveland. Um, and so now I have one. Ooh, Byron, did you send me one to do horrible things with? I say you a Cleveland ring. Casey. You might could fit in there. And that's not too big for uh, you, Case. Case you would have to still, like, stuff some newspaper in it. Wow. Is it your size? Crap. He's trying it on right now. That's why you can't see his hands. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, legit, if I got one of those... This is going to be so much fun to punch Byron with. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to... I opened this on air. 
So yeah, for you people who are listening to the podcast later, this is like this weighs five pounds, I think, and this is a Cavs championship ring, and it is, I mean, dude, this is this is solid. When I hit somebody in the face with this, it's gonna seriously make them bleed. Dude, if you legit sent me one of those, I'm gonna wear it to work and see if anyone even says anything. Just I think you got the trailer shirt, bro. You didn't earn it, Casey. What's up, Byron? Well, you didn't earn it. You're not wearing this one. That's amazing. Charlie's gonna shit himself when he sees this too. He's gonna laugh his ass off. Nice. Uh, he was actually at one of the games. All right. So what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about uh, Big Snake. We were talking about uh, Lorenzo Lamas' snake eater. What were we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dude, Lorenzo Lamas. Oh, so like his presentation in the in his introduction has been, I think, pretty good based from the TV standpoint. But the thing is, everyone when he showed up knew who he was. They knew he sucked before he walked to the ring and forgot how to choke slam someone. And then he continues to suck. So that way, uh, basically he looks stupid in real life without all the buildup and he sucks. So they call him Luchasaurus. Look, look, I, I, I don't know how, but dude, that Luchasaurus thing caught on really fast. And I don't think half those people knew who it was at all. I really yeah. don't. I just think like the Luchasaurus thing had been circulating all around the internet and everybody had already been watched that, that Luchasaurus thing. And then the guy comes out in a giant snake thing. It was just such a natural fit. And I don't know who started the chant, but we certainly picked it up and ran with it. You know, I and blame if, Jimmy, I blame Jimmy. I think it was his fault. It might've been Jimmy right. or, or it might've been CJ De Niro or one of those guys. I don't know. Yeah. It was one yeah, of I us. Just like blaming Jimmy. And I certainly didn't fight. I, he started what was Jimmy started a couple of chants that night. Serpent Society. We we, we had a Serpent Society chant that I don't think I made it on TV. And uh which was uh which was a uh reference to some very shitty Marvel Comics villains that are fucking great. Oh, Jimmy's making a Marvel reference. What a surprise. Why would he yeah. ever do something like that? Hey, he uh he knows what comic company yeah. is best. And um you know, best, but not Archie. Second best. Um, just kidding, Jim. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, look, it was it it was what it was. Uh, and again, I'm a fan of Austin's. I liked him on Big Brother. I, I hadn't seen him wrestle a whole bunch, but I've gone back and watched some of it now. Um, and all I'm going to say is, like everything with Lucha Underground, I believe that the writing team is phenomenal and that they can work with almost anything. Um, yeah, he looks great on TV. He looked horrible. Yeah, and I got to say, um, Tom McGee probably watched this and was really happy. All right. If you, uh, that, I wonder if the more we see... Like when you get that reference, you'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I wonder if like the more we see this dude wrestle, it's going to be like a face turn for Bill DeMott. Um, um, everyone's going to wish they're I like, no, I mean, I, I never got why people hated on him so much about that whole deal in the first place. I mean, I thought he was very straightforward about it. Like, look, people hate me. Some like me. He even says that he parted with the company on relatively good terms. Yeah. I mean, like, look, Bill, Bill and H really turned. I remember into he Morris being Byron's favorite wrestler in high school. No, he wasn't. 
And I think every day that Bill watches WWE, he's probably still proud of the contribution that he left, regardless of what got him, what or who got him ousted. Um, and I'm sure that Madison had some not kind things to say about Bill. It's funny. That, I, I think a lot of guys did. Because like, I, uh, I found out that Dolph Ziggler's brother didn't like me, I wouldn't feel bad about it. <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, you know, Bill DeMott getting fired, you know, we heard that one side of the story. And then I went to this event and Max Landis was there and like, I started talking wrestling with him and he high-fived me about Bill DeMott getting fired. And now, now I kind of want to take that high five back. Not, not as slight to Max Landis, who I think is a wonderful human being, but, um, I'm just rethinking things. I'm rethinking a lot of things, not because of this week. See, that's the thing. We can't shit too much because it's like, we're letting the turd just slightly out of our butts. We can't completely shit. Well, like I said, I'll leave it open to see what they do with it. Like even, even in regards to what we've seen live that we may have liked and or disliked, there's still time, you know, in editing and selection of stories and, and footage to, to make something work and finesse it in post. And these guys have proven time and time again, like I, I still think that your impression of sexy star based on what you actually see on TV isn't the same. Like if you had just watched the TV show, I don't think there's any way that you could shit on sexy star completely. I, if you I, just watched the TV show, I she, never watched triple a, she still has run the ropes. That's what I'm saying. But there's lots, there's, a lot. I would say 75% of the Lucha Underground viewers have never seen AAA. Unfortunately, yeah. I've never seen Sexy Star in anything I, I, other I, than the televised program. I'd say it's more like 90% so, judging from Twitter lately, right. but yeah. And they have so they but you have to understand they have no reason to dissent from the product that is being offered them. I mean, it's not like WWE where they constantly expose themselves for crap. <laughs> I mean, come on, even this week, they showed replays of all the great stuff that Charlotte and, and Sasha have done, and they showed the blown table spot from Hell in a Cell, like in a highlights package. Like, how fucking stupid. Well, guess what? That's, that's the highlight they had for the finish, was the blown table spot right into the roll-up. And it, it's, that's, um, that's, that's your highlight from Hell in a Cell, the big first women's Hell in a Cell match. Way to go, I, WWE. I actually have an insider reason that that happened. Um, Charlotte actually went to Kevin Dunn and it's like, dude, this shot makes my hands look so small. Can we include it? And he's like, okay, well, we're going to include it. And uh, yeah, that was that, that, that was a visual Kevin Dunn that, you know, the YouTube people appreciate because I did the bug <laughs> teeth thing. But, you know, the, the listeners are just going to have to imagine that. Um, anyway, I guess I'll, I'll get off of Luchasaurus. I'll get off of Sexy Star. And I'm going to keep calling him Luchasaurus yeah. until... Luchasaurus. Okay, until so let's put it this way. He's calling himself Luchasaurus on his Twitter profile. I don't feel like we should be given the assist. He's I hope, the I hope that I hope they feel like it's a good joke. Like I hope DJ and those guys aren't mad that we're calling him Luchasaurus. I hope hey, that he's I not they're mad, mad that we're calling him Vibrador. I'd rather call him that, like this whole Vibrador. time. Vibrador. I just call him Vibrator the Luchasaurus. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of botches, we should get to the Son of Havoc match. Yeah, let's. We're there now. We're there. Oh, PJ Black, oh. Jack Evans, Son of Havoc, 
Angelico. Oh, Angelico's awesome. You want to just go back. right to you want to go right to the superplex off the top rope okay. where Jack after it looks over at the chair and says nice catch chair because <sighs> that's who caught him. A freaking chair. I was scared for Jack Evans's well-being because he didn't Okay, I didn't, didn't get see up the match at all. I mean, we were there. We were right right next to him. Remember how he, the way he sold that was by getting on his knees and running on his knees backstage like a cartoon character and disappearing for a while. Yeah. That, and we're just like, what the fuck did we, no, dude, Jack, don't die. I'm pretty sure they had to cut the commentary together too because I don't believe that Vampiro was anywhere near his seat or position after that. I'm pretty sure he ran all the way around on the backside of the ring to where we were to check to see if Jack was alive and then started yelling at the medics. We wanted to do the same thing as fans. Yeah. Like, it was not cool. Like, we were like, stop the match. This thing is over. Jack Evans is dead. (laughs) And I've seen Jack Evans do some fucked up shit. And get pretty fucked up. And, and this was... <sighs> but see, this also proves something to us, too, that the whole thing was not a work because they didn't use any of that part on TV. No. Any of him screwing no. off, no. going out and coming back. So, you know, because for, for a minute after he came back and finished the match, we were thinking, oh, well, maybe the whole thing was just a work. Maybe he just worked the hell out of us. Yeah, but then when you're thinking about it, you're like, then he would have needed somewhere to land that wouldn't kill him. Right. Like, it was yeah. just not right. I mean, but honestly, it's almost his fault a little bit. I mean, that superplex was not lined up well in the first place. No. But- what, what, was he, what was he trying to do with that? He was trying to get caught and not die. Yeah, I mean. Catch him. And then I- everyone caught Helico, and he just goes splat. Yeah, they, well, and Helico, that's the problem. And Helico's too damn tall. That's exactly what it is. Is he Both guys caught in Helico. Well, yeah. what? Both guys caught in Helico. Yeah, he because when Helico goes injury. back, I mean, he's he's laid out so long, and Jack just goes all the way over him. But honestly, if they didn't catch in Helico, if they were going to catch one guy, they saved his life. Well, yeah, and Helico is fragile, man. He is fragile. Like, no, every time he did a move in this match and he came up and he was, you know, selling the arm or whatever, I thought he was actually broken. That's the best part about watching Helico wrestle now is every time he takes a bump and sells it even a little bit, I'm going to think he's legit hurt. Like, I'm going to think they're going to stretcher him out every single time now, which is great. It, it adds not, to the whole thing. We're not talking Samuel L. Jackson from Unbreakable. Uh, he is he's made out of glass, and Helico is made out of glass. glass. God he's damn, blown it. glass. Um, oh, god damn it! I'm sure he gets blown a lot. He's a good-looking dude, but That's you know, he's blown glass. Okay, that that works. Um, but man, oh. the girls love him when he comes out with that baseball cap, and it's all like you know, and it's got his logo, but it's got the lucha logo, man. How come these girls passing out during his ring entrance for this match? Dude, all I know is that I was too busy cheering for Jack Evans. And by cheering, I mean booing because that's what he would want. Yeah. He doesn't let you cheer for him. No, but you know what? And Helico lets you cheer for him. He's a good dude. Son of Havoc, uh, take him or leave him. Um, Maybe he should have gave the superplex and then everything would have lined up okay because he's tiny. Hey, what happened with that doomsday device spot? 
I was watching it and like something happened and then Senna Havoc's running around and they're like, hey, they missed him. But I don't really, I don't know if that's what I saw. I don't, I mean, a lot of that match got edited down. Like I, I didn't quite understand some of it on TV either. And live, it was bedlam. And I don't like Byron leaning forward like that because the light from his monitor makes him look like Paul Bear. It's better than last week when he looked all jaundice I wore a mask last week, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're not now? You, you, said, you already said that. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. parts of his real face. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this. Um, we have to talk about the teabagging. Yes, we do. There's a teabag reversal mm-hmm. that Jack called out on national television that I, I just got teabagged. Fucking he, right. He teabagged me, I think is what he said. Yeah. I thought yeah. he said he debagged me at first, but he said he teabagged me. You know, this is now a thing that we have to worry about happening in the temple. So you fucking have to worry about Matanza smashing your head in. You got to fucking worry about Mil Muertes just fucking plowing into you. You got to, uh, or spitting blood on you. Uh, you have to worry about Phoenix just fucking bleeding on you. Uh, and now, now you got to worry about getting teabagged. I think all of those things, except for the last one, have happened to me in the temple. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. say I'm looking forward to the last one either. Nah, but it depends. What if it was a beautiful man like Angelico doing it to you? Would you be okay with that? Hmm. Do I get to keep the hat? I don't know. There's like only one hat. I don't know. His pose is like this, right? He had to go to Lids to get that hat. No, dude, that li- that hat is custom. Like he has a custom dude do all his shoes, his tights, his hats, everything. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay, what if it was AR Fox and he had his balls wrapped in barbed wire? It would That's be a pretty op- novel. I mean, if you're gonna go for it, you might as well have it be a novel thing. I think that we. I hope he doesn't listen to the show because he's gonna get ideas now. Fucked up things. Wire. He does. Phone bitch is crazy too. All the time. Like he'll do something like that. Like these are jokes, people. These are straight up jokes. Please don't try this at home. Yeah, we don't need anyone (laughs) working the C and B T into their wrestling routine. I don't know, man. There's gonna be some stuff coming up. Anyway, so PJ gets the win. (laughs) He is added to Cage, Tejano, uh, and. The Mac. Wait, who? And Jeremiah. Willie. Mac. He's in the other match. No, it's Cage. Oh. It's Cage, Tejano, Jeremiah, and And DJ now. I'm confused. That have won Battle of the Bulls. Okay, you know know what, Justin? This is where I got to shoot a little bit. This is where I got to be a dick to the show that I love. When you give out so many fucking unique opportunities at the same time, they're not unique. <laughs> yes, I guess that's true. Well, I think I have it in my notes. Let me look. Um, Cage and Tejano are fighting over their unique opportunity. But so, they're also in the Battle of the Bulls tournament. Why do you need two unique opportunities? Cage and Tejano were in the same match. Yeah, Why? So it's Cage, Cage one, Willie Mac, right? Cage Mac Jeremiah and 
Oh shit! Know? Just tune in next week and see what four motherfuckers they put in the ring to fight each other. Yeah, it might be Byron. For all we fucking know. Um. Anyway, so they're not lose Byron. Here's here's the tough question oh, for win. you. Here's a tough question for you. Um. Oh, well, let's do the last segment. Segment: Dadge versus uh Ray in a verbal battle of wits, where Ray trying to teach the young blood something, and Dadge wants to go out and find his destiny on his own. And Ray is looking at him like, "You dumb son of a bitch! I've been doing this for so long. You don't need to find shit. You need to slow your roll and not be a dumbass." You know what? If I'm if I'm going to not question anyone in the temple first, it would be Pentagon Jr. Because everything he does is right and absolute um, based Pentagon Jr. But uh, I'm sorry, based Pentagon Dark. But what does that nice mean? Uh, all, all I'm saying is that he can do no wrong. But the second person I'm never going to doubt is Rey Mysterio, the guy that's been wrestling my whole fucking life, probably. And well, not not like some guy who worked up because he was awful and spent his time getting good. Like, dude was good day one. <laughs> and it's like, how old is Dragon Azteca Jr.? Come on, he was probably like born when Ray was starting out. Yeah, how old is Ray Horace? Like 24, 25? That would kind of make sense though, no? Because Ray's almost been wrestling for 30 years. And uh, God, like, I think really he's 29 years. So, and I don't think he's 29. Well, look, <laughs> the simple fact of the matter is I love the segment because it's just downright funny. It's setting up Dragon Azteca Jr. as the helpless, hapless baby face. When I've always kind of liked that, like the baby face who's just too stupid to do anything the smart way. And it's just going to walk headlong into the fray and get his ass handed to him because it's a he's good reason for a baby insane. face to lose. And he's fucking stink. And the fact that, you know, Ray is there too. Like, I imagine that this is going to set up a good, you know, keep the feud going with Ray and Matanza. It's going to set it up the right way so that whenever they have their blow off, <clears throat> it'll make complete sense and should be a barn burner, which I, I think it will be as strange as that is to have a monster against a little guy. But Ray has fought a lot of monsters and turned them into great, great matches. And this is a very athletic monster. So I'm expecting yeah. an awesome blow off for this. And I like the fact that they're working the feud backstage. Ray doesn't need to show up at the temple every week and because Ray takes too much of the shine off of other people when he shows up. So having him in a lot of backstage segments to keep the program going is perfect to me. Um, and plus, um, then we'll get to talk about something we really want to talk about. So I can't wait for that match. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, also, um, so what did you guys, and this is a tough one and I really want a real answer this week. Scale of 10. What do you give? this episode of lucha underground we're past all these big matches now we've gotten past aztec warfare we're back into the more the regular flow of things on lucha underground where does it sit on a scale of one to ten what do you guys think uh i give it a solid three um out of ten because but even with that first match two sexy star segments zero pentagon segments three out of ten and that's being okay. generous Hey, and well, one we, of my know, favorite we know what you like. I mean, and this is a subjective scale. This is not based on any kind of fact. This is based on purely oh, what no, you no. like and what you want to see. Let me tell you, Justin, no Pentagon is negative five points automatically. This is this is in the rule book. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you said Dante is up there as like one of your new number twos. I mean, he's... he's he, he didn't win. 
He didn't win. Well, true. And, and, and fucking, okay. Then we had fucking two sexy star segments. So minus a point each. And then fucking big snake, dude, two. I revised two out of 10. <laughs> All right, Byron, what do you say? You were not at this taping, so you're not uh, uh, influenced by anything that may have gone on live. Well, how did you feel about this episode? Eight. Eight. I thought it was really good. I thought some of the matches really delivered, and it had cool vignettes. Um, I don't really knock the episode. That sexy star is a former champion who's afraid of spiders and has to pick fights like she's a teenager. Um. Did you like how they used Pentagon this episode? No, Pentagon was in the entire last week episode or the week before one of those. Yeah. And he got Man, his arm Pentagon's not in the show. Everyone should be asking where's Pentagon. It's the I fucking Poochie. But we know where he is. I mean, he's walking around like a, like a penguin right now with two broken arms. Dude, all I know is I really hope Vampiro is helping him out in the bathroom. They did this to him mid-season last year, too, with with his broken back. I mean, you can't yeah. have Pentagon be in every episode. Yeah, because... And he's too know. over to be in every episode, man. He's so yeah. over that he overshadows everything else sometimes. Yeah, he... It's the same thing with Ray. He overshadows winning and actually getting booked on the show. So Well, he does need a win. I'm not going to dispute that. I, I don't... Uh, see, I'm really conflicted. Like, this show to me is either, like, a six or a nine. Like, that that opening match... <laughs> that opening match is, like, everything I want to see from Lucha Underground. Like, all the time. Mm -hmm. I love that opening match. I love the Taya directing the Worldwide Underground vignette. I love that vignette. Um... I liked the cinematography of the sexy star vignette. I liked all the boxing segment stuff, but I hated, hated Mariposa pulling her hair in the hallway. That just rubs me so the wrong way. Like that. I mean, like of things I've seen on Lucha underground, even worse than whatever you, your complaints about sexy star in ring are. I hated that because that was a, something that was written it wasn't based on her physical ability or anything like they had complete control over that moment. And to me, it was just a bad choice. Why have Mariposa pull sexy stars hair and have a hallway cat fight? I just hated it. And I understand that there's a storyline at play there. I just really think, feel like there should have been a different way to handle that. So it was a poor choice. That's what if they, but what dude, if they shot all those kill shot, shot Dante and Jeremiah were on this episode and Mariposa was phenomenal. Cobra Moon was great. Drago was great. These guys are like all my other favorites. And Jack Evans, all my other favorites on the show besides Pentagon. You know, Angelico came back. Yeah, I could care less about Angelico, honestly. I, I, I like Angelico, but he doesn't do anything for me one way or the other. I enjoy his matches, but. I like, Phoenix. After Ultima Lucha. No, I like I like Phoenix more. I like Johnny Mundo more. I like Dante Killshot. Um, I like I like a lot of these guys more than Angelico. It's not that Hel Angelico that isn't great. Havoc. If you said Son of Havoc, I was just going to leave this conversation. Come um, on. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. Watch it. Um, That's Byron's character, but 
you know, and I and I like Matt when he's uh, I like Matt more. I think outside of Lucha Underground. What I is like, I don't know character other than um, Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo Bob that eats bagel bites? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like him in Lucha Underground. It's just I don't like some of the things he's been doing. He's he was oh. great in the in the trios title run. Yeah, yeah, he kind of needs he, he needs some some partners that can not be hurt. Yeah, they're team glass except for him. Oh, interesting. But, you know, well, his partner's not exactly making him work faster or harder. Sorry. So what you're saying, case. Justin, is that he orchestrated these injuries so that he could have a single screw. You mm. just want to believe that. You just want to have a reason to hate on the dude. I don't hate on him. I just oh, you know. I have reasons. I think he. I think he's in line for a stronger run in season five. Probably <laughs> That's be two seasons away, by the season. way. Wasn't I saying he'd be champion in season five? Yeah. Yes, he might. He might get a run there. Um, anyway, yeah, so I don't know. I'm really torn about this episode. Again, a lot of my favorite people. Um, big, 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 huge props to Thunder Rosa and to cheerleader Melissa. They Fuck yeah, dude. to me. Yeah, and Demetria Leader Melissa was the highlight of the show because I hadn't seen her perform at this level on the show before. I, I don't know who you I guys. I still are think that Dante. About. I still think Dante was the highlight of the show to me, but her name's Mariposa, you guys. Jesus Christ, Mariposa. Sorry. No, like, but it's no Dante was awesome too. But it's like I'm, I was glad to see their match and they delivered. But I hadn't seen oh, I, Mariposa perform at their level, and she was keeping up, and it made the match. All the better. Look, I hope everybody in the back noticed how good Cobra Moon was too, and that now that she has a stable, they don't like sideline her or do what they did with Taya for a while and just make her a valet. Um, I, that's the kind of stuff I don't want to see, man. I don't want to see hair pulling. I don't want to see these women who they brought in who are awesome wrestlers as valets. Let them get the time in the ring. Let them keep getting better. Let them keep working with other awesome, great performers. And overnight, you will see the best women's uh, roster in the business over the WWE girls who just have to work with each other. And it's like, you know, shit sharpening iron isn't going to work. Iron sharpens iron. That's the way it works. Yeah. Put these girls in there with the best. Let them work with great talent. And they, too, will be great. Female wrestlers aren't getting enough time with other great quality wrestlers to bring themselves up. Like Charlotte and Sasha are teaching each other. They, they need other people in the mix. Like It's one thing for agents in the back to be showing them a thing or two, but if they could go out and work, like, good Lord, put Sasha in the cruiserweight division. Let her go work with Brian Kendrick. I bet she'd come out she, 10 times better in two weeks. She should work with TJP, but she, she'd overmatch him physically. Rich Swan, wow. come on. <laughs> well, yeah, she's all like if if I was in a bar and Sasha Banks was mad at me and TJP was mad at me and one of them wanted to fight, I'd be more afraid of Sasha Banks too. Uh, Did either of you guys watch Raw this week? No. To see this burial of Sami Zayn. Oh my oh, God! They oh. they ran this angle. I got to tell you, this angle is crazy. They ran this angle where Sammy is begging Mick Foley to fight Braun Strowman, and Foley's telling him, like, no, you don't want that fight. That fight's way too much for you. Um, so, And they keep going back and forth, and then eventually Sammy is just like, dude, if you won't give me the fight with Braun Strowman, then I want to be traded to SmackDown. And Mick's like, okay. 
I'll make a call. I'll call Debray right now. Fuck you. Go. And they play it out all the way to the point where Mick Foley comes to the ring and he says, okay, I talked to Debray. We got it all worked out. We're going to trade you to SmackDown since that's what you want. Oh, no. I, saw, I heard about this. Right. So, so, and then he, the, the swerve on it is then Foley says, yeah, don't you want to know who we're trading you for? We're trading you for Eva Marie. And then it's like, it's like the total devaluing of Sami Zayn. And then, of course, it swings back and Foley's like, there never was a trade. There never was a contract. I just wanted to see you get super angry and prove that you wanted to fight Braun Strowman, you know, because you got to go into it with a certain attitude or whatever. But the whole angle, the whole time is just devaluing Sami Zayn. And the crowd popped when he said he was going to SmackDown. They weren't mad about it. Like the whole thing backfired, in my opinion. They were just like, everyone was like, "Yeah, put him on SmackDown because he should yeah. be like in the mix at the top." Fucking AJ sure Styles, Braun Strowman, because nobody cares about him wrestling Braun Strowman. And honestly, even Marie coming to Raw would have been great. They need some more women over there. <laughs> like the whole Man. thing was just a giant backfire. It was hilarious to me, dude. I um. Like El Generico was like one of oh fuck I'm case I'm breaking case tape all over the place. El Generico was one of my favorite wrestlers. I am sad for Sami Zayn and have been for quite some time, and he's one of the major reasons why I do not watch Raw right now because I just get fucking pissed off. Oh dude, I mean I like God bless him for getting some camera time and his mic skills and acting are are improving all the time, but the storyline yeah. is such garbage it's so bad he needs finn balor to come back worse than anyone he needs to just that's get what sammy i'm back with the fucking generico mask which they will never do i know but still no, he already wore it in nxt i don't know it's just a cluster over there and you know then you got enzo amore getting beat down trying to have sex with uh the uh, rusev's wife and New Day. Oh, New Day is now beating Demolition, Casey, as the longest reigning tag champs ever. They won. Well, you know what? New, New Day, Day pretty much went over on half the roster this week. Hey, New Day Go ahead. fucking never sued Vince, so that's why. <laughs> there you go. Fuck your record, guys. Sorry. Dude, but Demolition, man, I, you know, I was really, really hoping – that they would take the titles off of him the day before and put him on Jericho. That would have been the way to go to me. Wait, is Jericho a thing again? They're no, they're, they're on again, off again. Now now they're now they're doing the bitter lovers thing. But that would have been the perfect time to put the tag straps on them and screw over uh, New Day. And they would have been one day short of the record for being the champions. It would have been awesome. You know, like I like. I like Demolition, but I was always a Road Warriors guy. Oh, me too, but but that was the funny part about Demolition holding it for so long. It's like, yeah, we're the longest rating tag champs with a stolen gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and um, Demolition were the tag champions and the news showed uh, like all this footage from like a gay rights parade and the dudes were dressed exactly like Demolition, like with the ring, with the straps. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's where Demolition gets their clothes. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Hey, man, there was a lot of tough dudes at the Village People. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that, that fucked somebody up. Yeah, and the Native American guy, you know. All right, Byron, you look like you need to go to bed. The people listening at home need to get out, uh, out of here and go do something productive with their lives. Star Wars. Hey. 
you know, <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Angry, 10%. Go see Star Wars. I'm going to go watch the 100. Um, but yeah, happy Hanukkah. Don't forget, pick up a new MMM show shirt. Use the code SMANGRY, S-M-A-N-G-R-Y. Code, promo code SMANGRY. They're only available until December 25th. And then they will not ever be available again. And Byron, I hope you find your black ones because I was planning on never running this shirt again. So I, if you don't find I, them, I don't know what we're going to do. You might have to steal the shirt that we got for DJ. Yeah, and Byron, I hope you get the one I got. It's in the striper colors. Uh, I got to see two of these shirts side by side because I only ordered one. I only got myself one shirt. Oh, shit. So I want to see you know if what? mine is really different from all these other ones or if you guys it looks just, different in the video I even look at the ones my family ordered too because i could i could mix and match probably too your family ordered well them? yeah yeah Mine yeah did. and dude there are there are several people who have gotten their shirts jimmy uh vinny um saved whales who else got a shirt oh my homeboy ramsey sent me a picture didn't they uh oh oh kevin <laughs> flynn right he was yeah. the one who got one in Vegas, right? Yeah. Which, dude, I'm going to Vegas. So if I see Kevin Flynn walking around, I'll give him a high five. I'll be like, what's up? Dude, what about Jerry? If you see him walking around in an MMM show shirt, pay him $20 for me, and I'll get you back. <laughs> He'll be like, I don't know who you are. That's a promise. Your, your Twitter icon is Bionic Lester from Skate or Die. Uh, that's staying because that that's just too good of a profile pic. Uh, Bionic Lester is staying. It's It's – Bionic Casey from now on. That's it? Yeah. That's where you stopped, Bionic Casey? I would rather look at Bionic face than my own. I'm going back to the Outlaw LA Red because I realized that so many people only know me by the name Outlaw. They don't even know my real name. Um, I know it's sad, but, dude, especially in Florida, there's not a soul in Florida that knows me as anything other than Outlaw, Byron. No one here that I've talked to knows who you are. It's because you I, said I my real name. No, it's that. Uh, now I know why. That makes yeah, sense. you have to tell them outlaw. And then they'll be like, oh, no. that dude. And whenever I ask someone in Florida about the outlaw, they they say, "Who who's the outlaw? And I say, oh, you didn't know? You're asked better oh, call somebody. Know? Oh. Oh, WWE Mark. Uh, Mark. Uh, all right, boys, let's get out of here. Let's be done with this thing. It's been awesome. Um, we may get a show together in the next couple or three weeks. We may not. I don't know. We've still got a few crazy things going on. Um, we never had. Probably, but shit. We never had Matt Wallace on. We never got around to having Roach on. There's a few people that we really would love to get on the show. Our schedules yeah. have just been so horrible. Um but we will keep trying, folks, to get some more cool interviews for you. We couldn't even get our own cast on the show the last couple of weeks. Come on, man. It's this hard. We have yeah. real lives and stuff. So it, um, we promise to try our best to entertain. But it. yeah. It was better when What's that case? If any of our listeners are bros with Sid, um, we'd really like them to join us. And, yeah, uh, honestly, if, if anybody knows a worker that would like to be on the show, get in touch with us. There are actually quite a few that want to be on the show and have, uh, you know, 
graciously said that they would come on the show. And then every time I go to schedule them, it's like they're working or we're not doing it when we think we're going to do it. Or we know we don't know until too late when we're going to do the show. So yeah. you have to forgive us guys. We'll try to get some more guests on, but we're, we're not as good at, at scheduling time in our lives as J man and urban once were. Except uh, for um, Alberto. We're doing that to you on purpose. El Patron. And hey, I got to send an apology out to uh, agent on the show. So Casey can talk. Hey, to hey, 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 let Justin apologize. No, that's fine. We'll get Paige on the show for Casey to, to harass her like a Ninja Turtle. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The hero turtle touched me funny, Poppy. I'm, I'm sending out an apology to Razor Cabron, who will probably never hear this because they're doing their show right now, and I hate competing against the homies. Dude, that motherfucker um, probably thumbs down us. Maybe because we're running our show at the same time as him. You were pissed when Rob and Cubs fan were doing their show, and you thought it might run into ours today. Yeah, you know Too what? I'm people just are coming on, coming in hot on Thursday. Go. They go to all these good shows and shit. I, I'm already angry at them. We took a bunch of shit for not doing our show yesterday. I mean, we're probably off of DJ's list because we didn't do our show immediately after. You know, Twitwile was rage, raving about how they were the most prompt show. But, dude, last week we beat them. We did our show in between the East Coast and West Coast feed. We did that twice. The EV Dub show was between the East Coast and West Coast feed, too. All, all I'm saying is I don't know who Twitwow is, and I barely know who DJ is because he doesn't do the show when I'm on it. Oh, he won't do the show when you're here. There's no way. He wanted to. I just couldn't make that show. God damn it. I feel bad. Like, I, I really hope that do when you Rose really think that he wanted to hear you mouth off about Sexy Star and have to defend it to you? I don't think so. He would have I mean, I think... Funny. I think uh, the honest reality is he saw mayhem in the title and he thought it was Mad Mike's show or whatever, and he came on the wrong show. All I know is that we got more FaceTime than whoever that guy is on the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Because not only were we sitting in videos, we were fucking ringside, bro. Boom. That's true. He's got that some he's got some decent stuff though. I don't totally hate on his show, but but Razor's the homie. Razor has the best voice in Lucha Podcast, by the way. I have never heard it once. Uh, you got to listen to him one time because he's got this cool gravelly New York thing going on that kicks the crap out. Like I, I, I want. I wish I had his voice. No, Razor Cabron sounds like the Sandman. For it's those of amazing. You that it's just yeah. honestly amazing. He's got the best voice in podcasting, hands down. Sorry, Jay, man. It's not you, brother. You're close. Urban's got the best taglines. Yeah, man. Hey, the heels have an awesome video. You should go watch it on the Twitters. Yeah, yeah except for the fact that some dick directed it. I think it's probably pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I heard the director was a fucking douchebag. But Urban saved it in the edit, oh. so it's all good. Yeah, I heard he was all. I heard he was all creepy with him, like Brian Singer and shit. Ooh. Like backstage creepy industry kid. <laughs> I heard he, I heard he cast and couched them both before, thoroughly. Thoroughly. Me. Yeah, he's like, we got to check your body everywhere for moles to make sure that your camera's safe and camera ready. All right, let's get out of here. Byron's passing out anyway, so thanks for the ring. Thanks for stopping by and listening. Dynamics. Till next time, stay calm and stay in the mix.